Hey everyone, thank you for listening to the podcast, What Makes Us Greater. Our unedited, unscripted conversation is to showcase some amazing people we have right here in Tippecanoe County. They may be experts in their field, business owners, mothers, or students. They are the people in our community who wake up each day with one goal in mind, be better. We hope that you enjoy the conversations. We hope that you learn something. We hope that you get the spark to make this place better. Because without a combined effort to improve our towns, we can't make it very far. Enjoy today's episode and remember to like, subscribe, and share. too much in there hello hello Hello. okay yeah i got you there we go i got you now there we go james warner thank you for uh coming to my garage getting your face on this microphone and uh having a conversation with me you're you're in the news lately in the local news and under the uh some fowler things and i thought you had such a great explanation to to that and i think that people um don't necessarily understand the role that a county assessor uh, has in our community, but more than that, you're a, a singer in a band that's local to here. Um, fellow Marine, not fellow. I'm not a Marine. Would a, other Marines say that to you? Fellow Marine? Yeah. yeah. I'm not a Marine. Right. Yeah. They'd say uh, a jarhead. previous Marine or... Uh, <laughs> they were like, I'm a Jarhead too. But always a Marine, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. 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 Dude, you've got so many layers to you. I'm so glad that you're talking with me today. Um, uh, what is it that you do at the county? Give us a rundown uh, of kind I'm of a, what a, your job is. I'm a senior senior deputy uh, tax assessor is my official title. Okay, yeah. Uh, but mainly, uh, mainly I deal with the technology aspects of that office. Like we automated, got rid of paper forms right. and automated things for filing online. Yeah. You've uh, improved some efficiencies on that. I do a lot that. of the GIS stuff yeah. and training the staff. And, and so. you're developing the, the um, software they're using to yeah, basically – Predict right. pretty accurately, right? County yeah. values of homes, of businesses, things of the property. Yeah, ba- um, yeah, uh, and and based on uh, like our, our appeal ratios yeah. are really low. Yeah, and so people are generally right. people generally feel like they're being treated fairly. Right. I think in this county, and yeah, we, I've been doing it a long time. So you know, I think seven almost seventeen years yeah. uh, off and on. I I wasn't there for one of the administrations. I took a little break. That yeah. Right. Um, but uh, when Eric was elected, I always uh, worked with him in different. I worked with him in a lot of different uh, areas, and he had worked for me, and we, we had done a lot of business together uh, right. over the years, off and on. And yeah. I got him hired at the assessor's office originally, right? And because I knew he was a, one of the smartest people I've ever met, right, right. And uh, so um, I got a lot of respect for him, and 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 way that he handles things and there's a there's a there's a lot of things that happen behind the scenes i think people don't really think about you know yeah. how their teachers and how their right. cops and how, how these people get paid right you know um and uh and it's from the, the local tax revenue and the property tax and, right and, and and it's 
it's that thing that just you know keeps chugging along and you know yeah it's kind of behind the scenes death and taxes yeah all right yeah um but uh yeah and and so that aspect of it yeah it's 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 kind of an important job but one of the things that we did uh about 14 years ago that i think people it's very different one of these things that's hard for people to understand really Mm -hmm. the significance of it is that uh we switched over to doing a mass appraisal on the income approach for commercial property okay and that uh what that did and that was basically uh eric grossman and myself uh figuring that system out because it had it, we were the first county in the state of indiana to do it like that the, the, indiana was changing their tax laws and they allowed for the income approach to be one of the methods of one of the methods yeah, yeah. and 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 so uh and and i was talking to eric at the time i was a, the the director of the field staff the people mm-hmm. who go out and look at the building permits mm-hmm. and sketch the houses and, and oh the yeah yeah the reason i actually the, so if you pull up on that beacon tax site yeah. and you kind of see a property view or a, a rough layout of that yeah okay the, the reason they brought me in there and this is kind of like it was my drawing background so they they wanted uh the, at the time they were hand drawing those sketches and i'm a like teach drawing and, and, and that kind of you know thing, but but it doesn't make any sense right. to, to do that when there's vector drawing software available, and uh, so the reason that I got there originally was was about because they wanted about you to drawing. Draw the- they wanted me to show the staff how to do electronic sketches, so you, you could know. go around to each property electronically and just sketch it out. Right. In those days, we were just converting you know the pencil drawings over to uh, vector drawings. And, Got it. Uh, and so that was something that, that happened uh, when uh, Samantha Steele was the assessor in 2008 or you know or so. Yeah. We, we started doing that. She, she was like in 2007. Yeah. And uh, we started going that direction right away. And then, and then so I would we would see the blueprints of all the buildings being built and the assessor sketch is sort of like a dumbed down blueprint. It's Got just it. enough data to yeah. to drive a, a replacement cost model yeah. in the computers. Okay, and uh, and so uh, yeah, I, I was talking with Eric. I, I guess I was handling building permits and looking at a lot of commercial buildings and condos coming in. A lot of changes happening in the county at that time, uh, and and all the time. And, and Eric uh, Eric was handling the tax appeals and doing data analyst work. And I, and I was talking to him about that, and he was, so he was telling me how he used the income approach to settle these tax appeals. And I just raised the question. It's like, well, why are we only using that for the people who complain? Why don't we, why don't we use that for everybody, all the commercial properties? That, that's, mm. you know, and, and, and I come from the, you know, from the mortgage business, too, and yeah. think about it from, from that aspect. And, like, well, that's, that's how they value themselves. Right. You know, that, that's how their bank values right. them. Yeah. So we'll, let's, why, don't yeah. We just, why don't we just value them all like that? Mm. And that'll take care of your appeal problem because you're, you know. Yeah, your you know, market rate. You know if you're doing them one at a time for appeals, that's different than batch. Right. But a lot of times working in batch is better for equity. Yeah. It's, it's You can see consistencies mm-hmm. then and, and uh, rather than, you know, one isolated case at a time. Right. We try right. to handle everything in mass appraisal. So so we were the first county to do a mass appraisal on the income approach. Um, and uh, what it did for our tax base is something that, like, like I said, it, it stabilized our tax base because – if you followed tax law, like news in Indiana over the years, you'd see like, oh, this county lost all this money right. because Walmart won a big, you know, appeal. Well, it's that county assessor didn't know what Walmart was worth. You know, uh, they yeah. didn't have a sale yeah, at Walmart. Right. So they just picked some, you know, oh, it, it must be yeah. $20 million, right. you know. Well, we did a lot of research on the income side and income models. 
and what would happen if that Walmart left? And and they, you know, and so they had these dark store cases yeah, and all that yeah. kind of stuff was going on at that time. Right. And uh, so we made, and the and the case that made it for us was because uh, there was a there was a charge at the beginning. We were working with a, a contractor at the time that was a, in this income works contractor that, that did that for the individual properties. Mm-hmm. And we were trying to say like, well, can you just give us your raw data and then we'll do that yeah. on everything. And so we accomplished that, like very, like so. We're the first county in the state to do that. Now a few others, especially Marion, some other places, uh, uh, use that methodology. But uh, what it did that year was it added a billion dollars of assessed value. And at the time, it was about a ten billion dollar county, so it was a ten percent increase. increase, right? It eliminated uh, tons of our appeals. So because what happened was is that of course the people who were being way underassessed weren't complaining. And nobody really checked it out. And it was or, hard to beat the data. Yeah, and yeah. then we came from a time when township assessors were doing work and just rolled over to where it was just all under one county assessor. Um, and so we were looking at things more broadly than just in that narrow scope of, oh, the, yeah. of the political township. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and so one of the cases we pulled up was there was the, the McDonald's that was on campus, and, and it was oh, yeah. it was assessed at like two hundred thousand, like two hundred fifty thousand wow. dollars or something like that, right? And uh, and we ran it through the income model, and it was like three million. <laughs> yeah. So we're like, okay, well, these guys are gonna, you know, and you figure for revenue, that's it, for the cost of the software, and that, and pretty much that's with what we do on all of it. The right. cost, all the right. stuff is really nominal because yeah. one decision can be the difference in, you know, millions of dollars of revenue right. for the county. Um, and uh, anyway, so so uh, what happened was, yeah, we added a billion dollars of assess value, but. M- a majority of the properties went down in value. Like a lot of them went down in value, and particularly like those big box stores and those ones that were, were, where the county could have suffered big losses based on revenue that was on garbage values, yeah. you know, that were going to be taken right. down in appeals, that, that appeal process, you know, because everybody can file, like we're in the window right now to file tax appeals. If you got your form oh, yeah. 11, there's, oh, so okay. much, there's so much time to yeah. file a tax appeal. Right. But, but if you yeah, we just use stack in the mail. Yeah, yeah, you use the tools on the website yeah. and you start yeah. looking at what things are really selling for, right. and you're kind of like, okay, well, this could open up a can of worms yeah. I don't want to open up, or you right. or you just have the sense that hey, this yeah. seems fair. Like it, I, I, you know, I had this conversation with the neighbor just the other day, and I, I it was unprompted, and he brought up his you know, can you believe my assessed value just rose to this, and I was like, man, well, I. I think I know why, like, I mean, they have the most accurate information now and things are moving very North. And, right. and so it wouldn't surprise me. Right. It, that, it doesn't surprise me about that. And that's part of what, what I've been doing over right. the last few years that it really since 2020 was using uh, GIS to communicate the assessment information and yeah. sale information right. to the public. Right. And so that is good. It's like more one of those things, like the more, you know, uh, mm-hmm. The more inf- the more informed taxpayers are, the less likely they are to want to file tax appeals. Yeah. The, a lot of the it's because it's a it's a right. shame. It's a lot of work uh, for both the county and and the citizens. Right. Uh, sometimes there's like tax attorneys that drive that that want you know that want to go oh, out yeah. places in Illinois that they they. they they have to have a tax attorney if they're a corporation, you know, and then the, oh, the culture wow. is the tax appeal attorneys. And so right. that's a whole business there. Uh, here, you don't have to have a tax appeal attorney. I, I've filed tax appeals. I'm a, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a tax rep. I can yeah. 
I can't file tax appeals in Tippecanoe County, right. you know, for reasons yeah. but in Indiana, but I can't, I can, uh, right. I can file them in anywhere else if somebody was in Marion County or oh, whatever. Really? And I've done that kind of work before too, yeah. to, to help people get a, a, you know, more, if they're, if, if it's, if it's inequitable, if they're getting screwed, yeah, they have a right to say something about it right. and there's ways to fix it. And there's right. people who know how it should look versus mm. how it shouldn't. And that, you know, yeah. that, and that's the stuff uh, like when I, when I wasn't working for Tippecanoe County and I was filing tax appeals, right. uh, the, the people I was working with were mostly, um, uh, landlords that owned a lot of single family houses for rent. Oh, know? wow. They're like, so you know, if they had, a bunch yeah. Of because, <laughs> yeah, because I knew what was happening. Yeah. I, I knew, I knew the county didn't have the rent data right. to be able to really do gross rent multipliers. I, I knew they didn't have the data, and I and I knew that they were comparing those rental properties against sales of owner occupied houses, mm. and it, they're two different markets. Mm. Like the guy who's going to buy that thing to rent it out is not necessarily the same guy who's going to buy that thing to live in it. Yes, uh, and, and 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 in Indiana. Oh, in Indiana, if you're if you're a landlord, you're going to pay the two percent rate, right? And, right. And and so um, so that's a that's so and sometimes w- and when you're and you're an owner occupant, so there's a different value there. Like that, the, right. the your use living in the house and having your you know your one percent cap right. and your and your homestead, you know, it knocks your tax bill down. You're right. about a third of what the guy is right. who's renting the property out to probably you know sometimes the poorest among us. Right. You know? Right. So so the way Indiana law is, it kind of kind of does hammer that. Rental property class, mm. so and and with any investment, if there's more costs associated with it, finally, if, if there's more costs associated with it, uh, it's worth less. Yeah, you know, if that investment is worth is worth less, so there's a higher cost associated with the use of a being a rental property. Right. So it, therefore, in the market and the math, it should be worth less. So so my clients when I was doing tax appeals were a lot of people like that. That single family landlords, home. Yeah. landlords yeah. that were getting screwed, and, yeah. I, and I knew they were getting screwed, even yeah. though like I worked there. We just right. we just couldn't. We didn't have the data to right. to change it. We had the commercial yeah. data, f- we and we were doing it for like the, mm-hmm. you know, the mall and the mm-hmm. and the the factories and stuff. Uh, but we didn't we didn't have the the residential like, right. and uh, and so one of, that's one of the things we've done. Like over the years, is uh, uh, I started this database of rent of property rents, and so there's right. somebody at the assessor's office who just cruises the websites. Yeah. They they know what yeah uh, this company rents for right. or that company rents right. for. They know how much different the rent is mm-hmm. around the campus than over here mm-hmm. or or or, or yeah. uh, you know out in some subdivision right. someplace. Right. Uh, so, so we, we knew that we were lacking that partially because I was on the other side filing appeals for these guys. Right. So, so we built, so we built a system <laughs> that, that took into account that rent, looked right. at what, looked at what houses and made sure we weren't comparing those against houses that were bought to be residences. If it was, you know, the ones it is that, so too different. Yeah, yeah. So we would watch, mm-hmm. Hey, that one, that right. one never had a homestead filed on it. Yeah. Probably a rental property. Mm-hmm class it that way and then track those so you sales. were doing that almost manually uh we separate them we, yeah. we, we 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 were uh at the but that didn't really exist mm. back in the day oh yeah it, it, we built it in like the last yeah i don't know 10 years ago yeah. or something it's, yeah but but it, but 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 because eric's been in I, this is uh uh what is he eight nine years now wow. coming up 10 years or whatever 10 years um so we started building that yeah when he first took office yeah. 10 years ago and so and so like 
it's at a very high level now. And right. another guy took that project over for yeah. me and he's doing great GIS yeah. work. And yeah. it's not, not what's cool about that is it's not only uh, uh, his, his, the tool he made uh, on the GIS is, is not only it helps us with valuation, but if you're, if you moved here and you were like, what does stuff rent for in Lafayette? Um, you could look at that website and, and just scroll through the neighborhood yeah. and just see where the rents on a chart Yeah, and, and, you click on that chart and it gives you all the information of all the rent. So all the properties right. that we knew were rentals yeah. and that we know sold. Right. Because if we were, you know, if there were single family homes and like I said, they were going to be owner occupied. Mm -hmm. We knew that uh, we don't know, you know, that's a different market. Right. And, and so trying to keep those separate, right. keep those separated. And I think, uh, that, that, that helped out, um, that helped out so that, you know, the landlords weren't having to jack up, all, all the rents yeah. too, you know, yeah. but, but, uh, but it's a good public service. They, someone could see what, a, what an area rents for us. So they're talking to a local landlord. I'll give you this price. Right. And, and, and that's one of the things I see like a legitimate role of government is in that regulatory fact is like, you know, for instance, like when you go get gas at the gas station, there's a sticker on every gas pump that says, um, uh, that says that it was inspected by the local department of weights and measures. Okay. So somebody, there's a county department of weights right. and measures, and somebody went out and they took that pump and yeah. they pumped a gallon. Yeah. And they're yeah. like, this thing pumps gallons. Right. Because if it only pumped half gallons and they told you you're paying per gallon, and that wasn't really a gallon that came out when it was a oh, gallon right. on the on the pump or yeah. the meter, yeah. then they could rob yeah. you that way. Right. right? So, right. so there's a certain thing like that where the government has a role like a st so, Oh, wow. You yeah. Know what I, mean? like, I see like what you're saying. That standard yeah. of measurement is mm -hmm. constitutional, you know, mm -hmm. and that's something that they do for like, mm. a gas station or whatever when they're selling mm. it at a certain level to make sure it's calibrated yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and that's something that, like, I see, I saw when we were doing the sketches of the properties, like the, um, uh, when we were doing the sketches, we were doing, um, uh, taking and you know convert, converting those over to vectors, we were finding lots of errors. Where like in the old days, somebody would have done a pencil sketch, and they wouldn't have really done the math to figure out the square footage. They would just write down whatever the builder said, and then the realtor would echo whatever the builder said it was. Right. And we, I can't tell you how many properties, how many like probably hundreds, maybe thousands of properties that we found that were listed as higher square footages. Um, oh, and nobody right. ever came out and actually measured it. Right. Like people see the real estate listing and, oh, it's 2,500 square feet. <laughs> but nobody goes out there with a tape measure and yeah. actually measures the yeah. thing, you know, including the real estate right. agents, right. including the appraisers right. that are, who are supposed to do that. Right, right. Um, but because the county does that right. and, they, and they do that every, we, we, we look at every property, uh, every, a quarter of the, they look at a quarter of the properties right. in the county every year. So at, in a four-year cycle, they all get phys like physically looked at mm -hmm. on a computer now. Eric does. It. They used to send people out, and Eric thought we, right. we, that was the most ridiculous thing ever. <laughs> uh, so we, so you know, it's intrusive. It's it's yeah. it's funny how right. like, a guy in your lawn, yeah, with a camera is more intrusive oh, right. than a plane flying over looking over your fence. <laughs> yeah, you know, right. like but but it's a perception <laughs> thing, you know. So right, but but yeah. So right. we, we just went to more routine. Eric, yeah. we push for routine flyovers right. because we're not. You know, people are, there's dogs out there. Yeah. And people are in danger driving around. It's a waste sure. of gas, whatever. Yeah. We can look at it on the yeah. on the computer, measure it. All the tools are there. Absolutely. There's not a reason to go yeah. out to the properties much anymore, right. except for, like, building permits. They go out and look at those. Or if somebody does file an appeal, they Well, they even did check. that with the water department. I mean, yeah. they, they don't even have to get out of their car. They just drive by with the sensor, and they can read your meter. 
Yeah, wow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's it. Yeah, I've been working. And, and probably find it from some computer. Yeah, I've, I've been, I've been uh, actually working with a guy from uh, the city talking about GIS work. They've had a con- The city's had a contractor for a while doing their GIS stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was showing their IT director, like, some of the tools that the yeah. county has that they could use. It's, yeah. a, it's a countywide license right. we could you know and um and so uh they're gonna try to i think uh do a little bit more of that stuff in-house it's interesting that, that yeah continues contractors right um uh but uh so we're just kind of going down the road but water was one of the projects Wa- water right. and, and then there's so many great tools with gis that i would love to see implemented um you know like like one thing is just like a a, a, dra- a drain a street drain maintenance program community mm. maintenance program you know it, if I own a business on Main Street, there's no benefit to me at all to having the street flooded because their leaves got into the yeah to the grade and blocked the right. blocked the street drain. You right. know, so it's just a thing where like somebody in the community would be like, "Oh, there's a drain by my house." Yeah. Let's say here in the neighborhood, you're you're the president of the neighborhood association. Oh, uh, right, right. Let's say there's a drain here and it causes yeah. standing water mm-hmm. someplace. Mm-hmm. Somebody yeah. could be like, "Hey, I'll make sure that thing is clear." Yeah, you know. It's easier to just go out and make sure it's clear. But that's you expensive. Know? That can get very expensive, getting that. Are you saying just your time to uh, go I'm out and rake leaves? Or are yeah, you saying just like, like rake leaves. Yeah, oh, somebody's getcha. just like, I get you. you know, they're I get at you. their business. Yeah. And they're like, you know, we got yeah. one of these drains in front. Yeah. Just check it out okay. to make sure it isn't full yeah. of leaves. Yeah. Because it's full of leaves, the water right. isn't going to go down. And you're going right. to have standing water in the street. And then the sheriff's going to come out. Right. He's going to put a cone. And then they're going to put a help request in yeah. the city. And somebody's going to come out. So it's like a, a it's like a GIS, like, like a program yeah. where somebody could opt in and say, I'm going to take care of that drain. Uh, you know, I know where it is. And, yeah. like, I'll be responsible for it. Yeah. Whatever. It's yeah. in front of my business. Take ownership of it, and They I don't guess. even think about that stuff. I had right. a business downtown. I never yeah. thought about, like, the street drain. I figured yeah. it was their job to clear it. Right. You know? Right. But, but uh, uh, they do, obviously they don't always get cleared, yeah. and, and so it becomes a problem. Or, right. or like the other thing where somebody could opt into a, a deal with like, you know, you've got a security camera, I've got a security camera. Right. We could opt into a thing to say, hey, local police or whatever, mm-hmm. if there's any, you know, you can ask us for security footage, you know. Right. But like, yeah. And you could opt in, volunteer in, or, yeah. or, or not. And I, and I support that kind of thing because it's, you know, if somebody robbed one of our houses and, mm. and, and, and we didn't know that, like, maybe these guys at the end of the alley have better camera footage oh, than we've right. got. Yeah. But they opt into the program. Yeah. Then we could communicate and say, oh, hey, this thing happened at yeah. least, you know, and then the neighbors know who's got oh, one, wow. too. Yeah. And also, like, you know, for crime reduction, right. anybody is cruising the website that shows where all those cameras are at. You know, yeah, uh, right. they're, they're like more, it's a, it's more likely oh, not, right. to, not to happen. You know, they're going to discourage the crime or, or, or interesting. Yeah, yeah. And that gets into the whole thing too, with like pro, the, you know, we're, I've dealt with like some, some uh, crime data. We're trying yeah. to look at crime data for assessment stuff. You know, does, does really? is, is there a correlation between crime and, you know, really and value? And, yeah. Um, we've gone back and forth, you know, like do, I, I, I imagine the local realtors would shit if we started publishing like crime data statistics in neighborhoods. You know? I don't know. And I, I don't know. You know, I, yeah. I, I think it would. It might well, make I, some waves. Who knows? We think it would. We kind of thought mean, it you're just extracting the data. It's not that you're designing yeah. the trend. Right. Yeah. And, we, and we don't know if those are just calls or yeah. they're actually convictions because it's just the 911 stuff. Well, so. It also pinpoints a lot of areas of like, hey, Needs help. Yeah, like well, well, one of the projects I, I was uh, talking to uh, 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 employee of the city for the other day uh, on this idea, he was uh, wanting to make a map for the fire department where they would show. Um, and I think traditionally they would have hired a contractor for this, where they, where they would 
where, it, where they would show uh, a couple of the taxing districts served by this fire department and um, some some other information that they wanted yeah. just on this map yeah. that they were going to print out for some presentation or whatever. Right. And um, and so he was like, I could just do that myself rather than getting some contractor to do this on the GIS. He was like, yeah, you could. You know, so I showed him some stuff on what to do and uh, cranked it out. And then I was telling him, I was like, you know, yeah, the, what about, you know, we could add some information. Let's see what we could put down all the calls for fire Mm. Depart, you know, yeah. for fire in, in this area, you know, too. So we're zoomed in the area, and I populate it with these 911, you know, call yeah. data. And um, and I filter it to fire, you know, contains the word fire. Right. And I was like, wow, there's a lot of fires. And then we realized it was like, no, a lot of gunfire. Oh, really? Because <laughs> I just, you know, you can specify, yeah. but I just said contains the word fire. fire. Yeah, and it was gun, well, gun had, like, fire. Yeah, yeah, people call yeah. about fireworks or whatever, oh, too. Right, you right. Know? So Logged yeah, as call as Yeah, a we gunfire. had to get more specific yeah. to where it was like a house fire <laughs> yeah, or yeah. something, you know. Burning to, flames. To, right, but yeah. I was I was shocked with the, the, the area that we were looking yeah. at, like how many shooting cases right. there were. because you and, saw you know, that. Yeah, yeah, it was just like, wow, it was like a lot of calls here for shooting. Right. And, and maybe the people are calling because they think it's shooting, but it's just the guys over there with fireworks. I don't know. You know, I don't know. That's public work stuff. You know, It seems like you can manipulate it. Uh, quite a bit in order to kind of see the information. Yeah, yeah. Well, all kinds of stuff can be, you know, put on GIS. Not manipulate, but yeah. more filter, right. I guess. Filter. You can narrow down. Right, right. Yeah. That's, that's interesting. Yeah, like, and uh, I don't mean to insinuate, but... No, no. Uh, I think uh, semantics is important, you know? Like, I, I, I've, I've, I was just writing something the other day where I talked about data, and I used that word manipulate, and I thought, you know, like, I, I've heard a data, like, massaging the data, mm, in a way, because yeah. you're not necessarily, yeah. yeah, you know, it has a negative connotation, right. but, and, and I, but I think we tend to use right. that, because that's probably how we heard it, heard it, like, somebody's out there manipulating. Well, right, data, you know? right, yeah. You know, and, 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 that, and that ends up with a, I don't, I, I don't think anyone would have a positive um, right. view of that word, but yeah. it isn't necessarily, let's not... Right, what it is I don't exactly, know. I don't and and it's uh, you you've got the rawest of the of the data too. I mean, you're pulling it, you're extracting it yourself, and so that's what right. it's nice to see go through that. Right, like you said earlier, kind of you're the the checks and balance system of the of of investors or right. of, of yeah. you know landlords boosting yeah. rent beyond yeah. what. All right, that's you know an anomaly, or is that the way the trend is starting to go? Right, yeah. and I think it is a good check because I don't think there necessarily is. I think from a renter standpoint, what they see is what pops up on Zillow or, you know, wherever on Facebook or wherever they get it. And that's just seeing the market rate of it. Right. You right. know, and, and right. they're not necessarily seeing, all right, is that a good price to pay in that area? Right. Right. And sometimes those numbers are inflated, mm -hmm. and you know, and, right. and they, and they, and they don't, they don't really understand right. the neighborhoods. And, right. And, uh, uh, so, you know, I, I, you know, I, I'm pretty much, uh, what they call, I don't know, like a classical liberal or libertarian where, you know, with ta with and with taxes, I, I'm probably the least likely person to become a tax assessor. You yeah, know? right. <laughs> I mean, right. I hate taxes more than anyone. Right. You know, really. Right. Uh, but but it, I'm of the with a property tax. I, I feel like it's like it's one of the least offensive. Yeah. You know? Like I never agreed to pay an income tax. I never agreed to that. I don't. I didn't sign nothing. <laughs> you know, that right, said that right. I would pay a, for my labor. You know, to <laughs> right. send it off to like Washington D.C. so they can spend it on God knows what. Right. You know. Right. Uh, uh, <laughs> you know. Uh, um, but like the income tax or the local property tax is like, well, it's assessed locally. Yeah. You have a right to appeal it mm -hmm. to, if you don't feel like it's fair. You know? Right. 
uh, and is spent locally. It doesn't, right. None of that leaves this community. Yeah. And, and the stuff it's spent on is, you know, uh, your your teachers and, and, and your police right. and your firemen and the roads and yeah. the stuff that the garbage coming. That we all need to take for granted at times. Yeah. yeah and, and it actually does contribute to the value. And yeah. you, can, you can see it. Places with more services have higher have property values, you know, right. that. The, uh, uh, in most cases, you know, right. I mean, and, and so, uh, those kind of external factors are something that, uh, you know, that's an important thing right. in assessment too. There's a thing of, uh, environmental equity, you know, I've been dealing with lately. It's like, is it, is it, um, you know, is there an effect, let's say if a, if a train goes by your house, you know, um, when I, when I was doing land evaluation way back when, when I first started the county, I was on this land committee and they, every 10 years they would revalue all the property land. Um, and I was. And on, is this when they were sending out drawlers? Uh, no, they were. Yeah, at that time, like we we just every every ten years or something, we would like yeah. assess. We would as, reassess the land values, right. you know. And yeah. and and I, and I was on the committee with a a guy in this community who was like I really had so much respect for. I learned so much. He passed away a couple years ago here, uh, but Jay Reynolds um, was uh, he kind of. Yeah. He had a mortgage business on Main Street, and he kind of like inspired me to kind of get into the mortgage business because I was doing real estate investing and I wanted to learn about the finance side. Right. And so, uh, uh, but Jay uh, did a lot for this community. Like he's the reason there's still a Lafayette Theater. I mean, he he was involved in renovating a lot of the downtown buildings, the the Madison Building, um, the Cracker Factory. He was taking places and turn, puzzle factories, turning them into residential. Keep taking old building that was cool. You know, turn into residential yeah. condos, and and uh, uh, and so anyway, I remember being on that committee with Jay, and 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 I'm thinking about the railroad tracks, and I think you know, that must that that must be a negative influence on value, you know, and he's like, well, not if you're Winskies, you know, not not if you're Bob Rorman, who might be getting book cars off that train, or Winskies who's putting metal on that train, mm-hmm. you know, if you're if you're industrial, those tracks are great for you. You know, so it's about use, and, and in, in, yeah. in Indiana, the tax code is and the valuation is about use. We want to make sure we're comparing things in the same use. You know, like a if uh, say you got some house and somebody's living in it, but it's it's zoned industrial. Yeah, I might have an industrial property over here that is for industrial use and maybe it's worth millions of dollars and sold right. for millions of dollars but as long as that person lives in it we're going to treat it like a like a residence we're going to mm-hmm. compare it to other single family homes mm-hmm. it's about how it's it's value and use in indiana right. and so uh so we had to you know consider use the land use right. in order to really make accurate predictions on what the values might be uh, and now we've got land value to a very high sophisticated level with all this gis work. right and, yeah you know, we could count traffic counts and yeah all kinds of stuff to, to, wow. to tune in, like when we're looking at vacant vacant land values. Um, but uh, but yeah, Jay Jay kind of woke, woke my eyes up to a lot of that stuff. Where like sometimes sometimes something that you think is a negative is is a positive, and it just depends on again what you're doing. Are you are you doing? Um, you know, is it a hotel? Yeah, maybe the tracks are gonna suck for you. Yeah. You know, uh, but right. but uh, is it, it or but what? But but that's it. Is uh, other other ways the tracks might be great. So so we started looking at at, at, at more, um, I don't know, more a more complicated set of uses. Yeah. And, and and what I was talking about earlier with environmental equity gets into the basic environmental equity has been yeah. here forever. Is the floodplain right? You can't build in the floodplain. Yeah. 
It's lost value. It's you know practically nothing. In is there no no use for it? Uh, I mean, I, it's it depends. You know where you're at. Like if you're in Union Township, where mm-hmm. there's no uh, zoning planning or zoning centralized. They, they don't stop you from building or anything. You know, I don't. Pretty, really? I'm pretty sure. I mean, if you long as you want to pay the flood insurance, right. you got you're going to have to pay flood insurance. You have to have a mortgage, but if you don't have mortgages, you don't have to pay flood insurance. I don't think they can stop you really from living mm-hmm. down there. I've seen, I don't know, all kinds of stuff, trailers and stuff in the, in the floodplain. Yeah. But uh, flood uh, that that but that's the basic kind of idea of environmental equity. It's like yeah, this property floods, so it's not even as farmland. It might not be as valuable as farmland that right. doesn't flood. That can Withstand yeah, a crop, right? Uh, and you can't build on it, so there's obviously this thing. But but um, you know, I started looking at it, and uh, I had been doing some GIS work for uh, Cook County, and they deal in the, their assessor. Uh, ha- they have a uh, a factor for people that are in the path of O'Hare Airport. So oh, if wow. you're by the airport midway O'Hare, you know, and I can look at it on the GIS a sound a sound yeah. map, you know, right. and they have it built into their models to uh, do a lower value on the uh, Flight areas path. that are uh, on the flight path, yeah, because they have this. It's this, interesting. Yeah, I wonder about that here because I mean I enjoy the, kind of the airplane traffic we get in this I line. Yeah, I, I enjoy it. Yeah. It's a nice dull roar, but yeah. I can imagine how it'd be if those planes got any bigger. Right. You know, or they like, more frequent because there's yeah. we'll hear a t- the team like fly out and it'll kind of right. you know you'll hear it inside. I was like, man, having that every day would not be as fun. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So they they account for it, and so we thought, well. But they don't account for it by the highways. Right. So we'll say, well, what is the sound? Are the sound frequencies, you know, yeah. uh, are, are they the same as they're on the flight right. path? And if you're not accounting for it on the highways, and, um, and then, you know, people bring up, well, some highways, that's why they have those sound barriers yeah. around the highway. So some communities maybe yeah. have the sound barrier and some don't. And yeah. is the sound barrier effective? But then the whole thing boils down to, like, is it really an issue or not? Yeah. And the only way to do that is to be able to isolate the values, yeah. com- do a comparative study to those in the, you know, in the noise zone right. and those not. And if, and if you, if you see clear differences, right. you know, it's like the houses on the golf course yeah. are worth more. So than the, can they the devalue over like years? I mean, uh, what do you mean? If you, win so if let's say a town like bottoms out and okay. home values plummet, Right. Like worst case scenario, right? right? I mean, does your model adjust for those then in five oh, yeah. years? Yeah, well, that's that's what uh, uh, with the sales, yeah. That, I mean, they do the sales analysis, you know, ratios every every year. Right. And I they mean, look at current sales. Right. And so we're always going to be a year behind. And right. And the taxes are a year Which, behind that. Right. Okay. But but that's it. That's why we track the information. In fact, when, when, I, when I started at the assessor's office was 2007, so... I watched the whole thing crash. Oh yeah, you know, and and uh, we had uh, we're dealing with a really messed up system from the previous administrations. Yeah. They they just really didn't get mass appraisal, and it was new. I, I mean, those those assessors that worked back then they they uh, they had to deal with something like that. You know, the the state found the Indiana property tax system unconstitutional, uh, and then then. They had to completely revamp the whole system, wow. which gave them like it gave them a uh, an advantage of being able to build a system that was, uh, you know, it, within appraisal standards. Because right. when these systems were built, there wasn't like now, like all the assessors were members of the IAAO. It's a uh, uh, international association of assessing officers. Yeah, yeah. And so the IAAO basically wrote Indiana tax policy. 
you know, with, with the exception of whatever they duped out, in, you know, in, in, in the House and Senate or whatever to get that final right. tax bill that came out. But, but that changed the way they did it because before it was just based on replacement and it was like uh, a house like mine that's, that's, that's 140 years old <laughs> yeah. was assessed at like $20,000 and a brand new construction house was assessed at about what its market value was, you know, because right. they looked at it for replacement. And so right. they found that was unconstitutional. Right. The builders, of course, pushed that. Like, you know, <laughs> right. But they were right. You know, yeah, I mean, yeah. in the end, it hurt. It right. hurt me as a property investor. But, right. But that's what we were dealing with was that like overinflated market, rapid crash. People still having to pay the tax bill based on the yeah, before right. crash. So by the time all that sorted itself out, you know, uh, the person I was working for was in and out of office. You know, oh, and, uh, got and it. she moved on to Marion County and, and yeah. uh, worked for them. Actually, brought that. Uh, oh wow! Mass appraisal and income approach there, and, and yeah. And, um, uh, but yeah, that that that. I'm getting back to that mass appraisal and income approach. I keep thinking about it because it was just something that uh, me and Eric we thought about it. We, we were on a canoe trip, and, and we were just talking about that in the canoe, and we we're like, why don't? And I just asked them that question, like, why don't we just do it that way? And they're like, I don't know, can we? And I was like, well, still, according to the law, it looks like we can, but nobody had before. And so, uh, so when we valued all those on the on Dang. the income approach, it, it it was a radical change. So we added, yeah, we added like a billion dollars assessed value that year, and then um, and actually when when Eric was running, his opponent was was trying to use this as a as a as a, a campaign thing. Was like, oh, those guys, you know, they settled all these tax appeals, they gave away all this value, you know, uh, but it was like value. We were we had the authority to lower those when they came in because it was like we just right. raised it ten billion dollars, yeah. And like that McDonald's I was talking about, right. it was that was assessed at tw you know yeah. two hundred fifty thousand. Right. They came in clutching a two point five million dollar appraisal. Yeah. So yeah, I had full. I just I just changed their assessment to three million dollars, like which is a is week way ago. more accurate. Yeah, but I'm, I'm, I have the authority to settle that two and a half million. Yeah, you know, yeah, sure, no problem. Here you go, boom, and then it goes whatever before yeah. the boards and they and they vote through them. Yeah, but but uh, but yeah, we did we did settle a lot of uh, appeals that first year after doing yeah. that. Um, but uh, but it made more sense to like because right. we were we, we what we did too was we we looked at appeals like we kind of welcomed it because it was a chance for the public to tell us. Give us yeah. more data. Yeah, you know? give them their side of the story. Yeah, well, yeah. I don't know. There was there was buildings downtown that we thought were brick, but they were just squeezed between two brick buildings. You know, yeah. it was actually a wood frame, but nobody wow. had been in there. They just assumed it was brick. The taxes were always mm. usually low, and nobody cared. It's like the telephone game. But we thought it was yeah. you know millions of dollars or whatever, yeah. and it was only a couple hundred thousand. And so we had we had some of those cases, and we had, and we yeah. we worked through those and fixed them, and. Uh, uh, and then you know, but they they study that all year round. They got somebody yeah. who's who's looking at um, uh, these these like commercial real estate websites mm -hmm. that have you know whatever the rent for a storage space or an office space or an industrial building. Right. You know what what when those listings happen, um, mm -hmm. uh, they uh, they they note them and they factor right. them into our models and we crank out these these values every year and. Um, so that was like a system that Eric and I came up with yeah. that got passed on, uh, and, and passed on to other, other people to work and, and other projects hear. that they do. So it's a, it's something that's, it's something more common in the market. And right. it's, you know, it's a fair way of doing it. It is. And, and it makes sense. Um, you know, it, uh, I mean, I, I'm, to be honest, luckily my wife does a lot of this, uh, tax, uh, thing. Um, but I, 
from my standpoint, it's hilarious to see kind of these older um, homeowners around here who do watch this every year and mm-hmm. then bring up the fact that, you know, um, it's almost a realization that that was you, you're you're almost on a different time now. Like this is a more accurate assessment of the property values right. because he's right. getting people. It's also it was funny because he said his assessed value is almost identical to what he's getting phone calls about with people going, I'll buy your property for X. Right. Yeah. You know I mean? Yeah. It's, it's very, very similar to yeah. what those offers versus what the assessed values are. Yeah. And it makes sense that people do pay that fair share because it does kind of supplement what you're using right. every single day. Well, and, and that gets down yeah. to, you had mentioned earlier, the right. Fowler house thing, you know? Well, right. So right. there, so this is a property that's in our taxing district. Yes. It's zoned just like my house. It's R2. So it's residential okay. too. Right. It was grandfathered in as a house museum. Um, How was that grandfathered in? Well, it was a house museum. It was owned by the Historical Society. At one point, okay. Yeah, but they okay. never changed the zoning. And, and, I, and that's, that's, the zoning was yeah. bad anyway, but like, I, I think when they did the new zone, it was a mess. It was just, they should have left a lot of that stuff alone. But yeah. they were, there was a lot, I could get, I could do a whole one of yeah. episodes on new zone. Right. <laughs> right. But anyway, speaking of zoning, I, so I had somebody, um, uh, that that was in the zoning area in, in the county, who came up the other day to talk to me right. about their about their right. taxes, and they said uh, they they were wanting to know about um, because they had a big increase, you know, she had, yeah. big, she had a big increase, and uh, her land went from like I don't know twenty five thousand right. to to seventy thousand right. or something, you right. know, and it was over over a, right. over a couple acres, and um, so so I looked up the property and I and I looked at what it was and and. Uh, the 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 value was I, I pulled up I pulled up one of our maps and I and I just went to the property and started zooming out to bring in the sales data, and I got to a level of zoom where everything looked about the same. You you could see there wasn't any neighborhood or high density mm-hmm. in there. You know what it was, and and the number that was showing on the map was identical to her new land value, and then when I started talking to her more, I was like, I, I saw there was a sale on the property, so I looked that up, and it, you know they had paid like. I don't know, four hundred thousand or something mm-hmm. for the place, and it was assessed about three fifty. Yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah, your your value went up fifty thousand, but right. it, it seems like it may be a big jump. Yeah, but it's nowhere near market. You know, it's a market, and, and I think that some people don't realize that it's just a market value state. Right, and 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 so and a lot of it is with appeals. I think tax appeals is about perception. Right. If people have the perception that things are fair, and 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 they have tools to look it up, and yeah. it's easy to understand. Right. They're not going to fight with you. And right. It just is what it is. And 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 if you can be fair, I mean, that one of the reasons that the values, I think, remain a little, for one, it's a little lower because the market is trending upward. Yeah. Uh, so we're a little behind yeah. whatever was going yeah. on now. Right. Well, it's not slowing down. But another thing is, is I think that uh, uh, they would factor in. We factor in stuff. There's a lot right. of junk fees in real estate transactions. Yeah. To be honest, you know, Do you I was in the mor- yeah. I was in the mortgage business, yeah. and there, you know. I've seen deals where there was 12% in fees and stuff, you know, like, you know, not anymore, but, but, but now still it's six for a realtor and whatever. Yeah. If the loan, if the loan officer asked for one or two, they're having a fit about it. Right. But, but yeah, somebody, I mean, that's 5%. And, and so we don't want to tax people on, you know, no, I get on you. fees and right. stuff. So they do yeah. a little factor for, for things, for things right. in the market. Right. And, and, and so we, you know, they want to keep a little behind, like, a little bit under right because that the appeal process can be very expensive i mean you get 
they they used to have to hire attorneys and all that stuff. I right. Grossman pretty much handles everything him, himself. That's now, impressive. But but uh, so he runs more efficiently as well. Yeah, well, they, he just has, has such yeah. good data. He, he yeah. can just go down there and, and win. Right. Or sometimes he'll go down and advocate for the right. taxpayer if the local board didn't agree yeah. with his decision earlier. You know, he'll go down and fight yeah, for the taxpayer right. at the state because they you know they didn't yeah. agree. But yeah, so that Fowler House thing was like. Uh, uh, you know, I, I, I have a little unique perspective on that because I was president of the Wabash Valley Trust, the yeah. Park Preservation oh, Trust. Yeah. And uh, I was on the board. I was treasurer of different jobs through the, through the years. And, um, and I had set up the deal to move the Wabash Valley Trust office when the Fowler House was sold. That they, they were looking, yeah. they, didn't, they were renovating. And I was like, Wabash Valley Trust is like uh, not a big income organization. Right. They just, you know, kind of struggle yeah. for survival. Right. Right. They used to get city yeah. money. They don't anymore. Right. And, and we need an office space. Right. And it would be great to be in this historic building. And so yeah. we kind of set that deal up. And I, and I saw early, like then, I remember that he was, he was, he was renting space. So for the, for the nonprofit exemption, re renting space to right. the Wabash Valley Trust was perfect because his, yeah. his application's online and it, and it shows that he was supposed to be a historic center. Right. You know? Uh, doesn't say anything about like six thousand dollar weddings or or, or twenty five dollar a plate salmon or you know mm -hmm. having a restaurant and a bar in the place. Right. Doesn't say anything about that. Right. Um, but uh, anyway, I, I, when he was renting, he was renting to a for profit caterer at the time. And I, and Here, I pull that a little closer. And I thought he was renting for there the for profit caterer, yeah. and I thought that was a little fishy, you know. Yeah. And I and I didn't make a deal of it. I was like, hey, they're they're cool and been renting right. to the Wabash Valley Trust. Uh, maybe this is, they're in transition. They're just temporary, you know. However, this is works, um, and but I kind of thought it was like a little suspicious and weird. I was like, how can he, how can he get away with renting property to for profit business, and then he's spending money to build out at this commercial kitchen and all this like you know, yeah, walk-in freezers and stuff, um, right. and uh, and apparently the city's fine with like a, you know going from a house museum to you know having a commercial kitchen. Right. I mean. I mean, Duncan Hall has a commercial kitchen, you know, but right. Duncan, Duncan Hall pays taxes, right? Uh, because they don't, they 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 do some nonprofit work, yeah. but uh, yeah. some of their stuff is they rent the space for profit, right? So, um, uh, some of those organizations, you know, that's um, that's that that's it's just there's it's subject it's subjective, I guess, sometimes, yeah. and what is. Uh, a, a public charity and what is right. not, I guess. And that's right. why the board, there's a, the board of review that here in Tippecanoe County, they, they make the decision on that ultimately. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I, Grossman, he, he doesn't just go out looking for battles, you know, no, and some, I don't imagine somebody, he does. Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure is somebody on our, somebody else on the staff and some, public general public co yeah. complained to him about this it's like how do they get away with this honestly i was feeding you shit i haven't heard yeah. much about it at all to be honest with you yeah, i think it, it's been kind of quiet and i, yeah, I mean i think that uh, down a little bit i think so and i think that it's uh you know i mean it's hard to dispute the evidence as well yeah. well he hasn't yeah. had the hearing yet right but okay now, well. but now they've moved that now they've moved operations to the uh, uh to the tippy canoe room for these hearings because these board of appeal hearings used to be that that board of appeals thing is a whole other deal in yeah. Tokyo County. Yeah. Like, it, it, they the commissioners appoint some people, uh, the council appoints some people. These people are are, are somewhat they're real. Some are real estate agents. Some are you know yeah. different things. Oh, yeah. But they're not assessors. You know, there's like right. one appraiser or something. Right. And and, uh, and so there's some dispute amongst them. 
um, right now. That it's going to be kind of a, a Jerry Springer show, I think, when they do do the the hearing for that. Uh, because they're going, invite, they're going to invite public comment, and, oh, I, and, wow. I, and I think people have you know some yeah. valid, valid concerns about it. Yeah, and um, uh, yeah, and and, and, and there may, that'll be interesting. Yeah, it'll be a fun uh, local local pol- political uh, people. But yeah, that's that's probably the last political. Like I, I haven't had much Facebook activity for politics, yeah. but, I, but I post about that particularly because the the property owner was trying to make it personal and, and going after uh, Eric Grossman. And he, he's oh, one of unfortunate. The, I, he's one of the smartest people I know. He, he's he's one of the most honest people. He's one of like uh, it sounds he, forward thinking. He understands fairness. Yeah, yeah, and 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 any. I mean, we ask like ChatGPT. Yeah. We, we put the case i put the case i put the case in my ai thing yeah. and it like came back and it was just like it was like yes it's just like are you kind of makes mean, sense even the artificial intelligence was like are you crazy like obviously you can't have a restaurant and a bar and not pay taxes like that just doesn't happen you know like okay so even even it knew you know um but I love uh, it. but uh but yeah he 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 uh i, I love I, it i think you know like i said he's not doing that on his own, no. he, somebody he's had calls and complaints, and he wants to investigate. And ultimately, the board makes the decision. So then it depends: is the board gonna, or is the board gonna, right, uh, make that decision, right, or, or not? I don't know. You know, like so. So it just depends, and so we'll see what happens. But what? they were bringing it up in, in the last meeting, even that wasn't even yeah. about that case. Yeah, there's people who are like upset yeah. about it still. So it'll be a coming thing again. Um, but, what got uh, you into this? Because it seems like it's, uh, I mean, obviously you have a background in art. That's what you got yeah. you almost into this That's, kind of It got me into it, industry. yeah. And, I, and it's still it's still very, what I do is very much an art. I'm doing, you know, cartography on the computer. It's like yeah. electronic maps is like. Well, and I was talking with Tisha Lee on this, and she mentioned that you guys went to the same undergrad together. Yeah, we and, went to the American Academy of Art in Chicago. And in uh-huh. Florence. Uh, yes, she went to the Florence Academy also. Yeah, we were there at different different programs. She was there with the uh, American Academy, had an okay. exchange program, and then I went to Florence when I was here in uh, when I was here uh, at Purdue. How long had you been doing art then? Oh, I did it my whole life. Yeah, Man, yeah. I, I I I was the kid that you know, I just always did it. It was one, it was the one thing I was good at. You know, it was like I, you know, I I think I think uh, you know my son doesn't play any sports, and I and I'm kind of happy about it because to me like when i was playing sports as a kid i feel like i tore up my body i feel like i like you know i still have like knee issues and stuff yeah. from some football injury or whatever yeah. i was never good at it you know right um my dad never my dad never came to the games and stuff and and, and when i was a kid i resent that yeah you know i was like oh you because you think oh you know you're a father yeah. you're gonna go yeah. support absolutely your kids. yeah and and he was very cut and dry about things and and it and he's like uh he tells me um you know, well, you, you know, I didn't, I didn't tell you what to play. Did I tell you what to play? Yeah. No? Yeah. That, okay. Well, you know, I don't mm-hmm. like football. Why would I go to a football game? Right. You right. know, and, but the reality was, is not only would he have not like football, but I wasn't even getting to play because, right. you know, there was some other like kids that hit puberty before me, <laughs> yeah, right. you know, and they were dipping <laughs> into some steroids and they were duking it out down there, you know, on the football field. They're savages. Yeah. yeah. And they, and, you know, and they were like grown men again, and I'm just like barely have hair in my armpits, you know? And, and so uh, I was just standing on the bench anyway, you know? So yeah. it's like, yeah, I did, went through all this just to sit the bench so I could have a jersey, Bust my knee and, jersey yeah, on a Friday or whatever for 
game I'm not going to play. It's in. wildly different now. I mean, all the travel leagues, and I mean, it's amazing though because there's kids that just like die for it, man. They do, yeah, they do, yeah, well, and they program, work I mean, hard for it, and they're if they, sit, if they sit around, I sit around and watch football games with my stepdad. Right. So it was a thing. Right. It was the thing you had Very to much. do. Very much. It was, uh, yeah. Okay. I see well, that. And it took me a while yeah. to figure out in high school. They're mm-hmm. like, man, I'm, I'm, no, uh, I'm no good at this. You know, like, uh, so how about draw? I just do drawing? Because yeah. that's the only thing I'm good at. And so I'm just going to stick to that. And, and so, Were you doing that at a young age as well? Yeah. I had a, I, my, my, my dad's sister, my aunt, um, uh, had a boyfriend that was, and she married him later, and my, my uncle Chuck. And Chuck was... Um, uh, a big inspiration on me as a kid. So like when uh, he was, so my, my parents were divorced when I was five and, and, you know, so that's probably what some of my first earliest memories mm-hmm. really. And, and I would go to my dad's on the weekends and my dad at, at that time, uh, my dad was like uh, a self-medicated, you know, PTSD Vietnam vet and just was kind of a wild man, yeah. you know, like yeah. it was kind of scary to be around yeah. him sometimes. He was yeah. a drinker and he was mm-hmm. a hothead mm-hmm. and he was, you know, right. Uh, right. I had a lot of weapons and knew how to kill people with bare hands, yeah. you know? So I was like, right. okay, I'll leave this guy alone. Freak out. And, 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 uh, but so I would go stay with him and, um, and, and, uh, at that time he, he rented in the apartment from my grandpa and, uh, my aunt lived upstairs and, and had this boyfriend, Chuck. And so I, a lot of times I would be getting babysat by my yeah. aunt, you know? Yeah. And and um, uh, and 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 she was always preoccupied with something, and I would end up hanging out with her with her boyfriend at yeah. the time, Chuck. And this guy was like cool. He was like magic to me. He was going to art school at the Art Institute of Chicago. He was oh, a student, cool. right? Yeah. And so he would like be working on his projects, and then he would give me like a little bit of paint and have me like you know here I'm gonna make I'm put my assignment is to make a copy of some artist painting here. Right. Why don't you make a copy of this artist painting? So uh, he like I remember I, had, I did a little copy of a Cezanne painting, you know, and then uh, and uh, and uh, and so what what Chuck did was like he. He made me like I don't know, maybe interested in it, and then and then he was when I was grown up, like he was the most like successful guy yeah. in my family because he was into graphic design and he worked at the newspaper and then he went to work at some magazine in Chicago. So like the stigma of like the starving artist like did not exist in my family because everybody was like. Oh well, if you're an artist, you could be like Chuck, and he works. He's a success. Look at him. Yeah, yeah he, right. he 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 he's publishing magazines in Chicago for HMOs or whatever. You so know, you had no other idea of reality. Yeah, where not, it might yeah, be the other right, way. Right, right. Yeah, I never had the people that were like, oh, well, you're never, you know, right. you're going to starve and you're going to do yeah. that. And so, and so, from a from a money perspective, I didn't, I didn't really, uh, I didn't really, I didn't, wasn't this. I was never discouraged, and I was, and and I think when you're Good, when you're good enough, I wasn't like the best in school in high school. Yeah, um, I wasn't the best in school in, in uh, undergrad either. But I, but I, I was the valedict- I was the valedictorian, <laughs> so I scored I scored best. But but I but there was people who could paint better than me. They just weren't didn't do the yeah. homework in right, psychology right. class or something. You know, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, that you know that 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 it was something that made people happy and I would draw, I, and I would draw caricatures, of the teachers and like, oh, you know, the kids thought that was funny. And yeah. You know, yeah. It was like the one thing I could do that was cool, you know? And, and, uh, and, and, and I was, 
I, I, I was lucky. I was never discouraged. It wasn't no like, joke. It yeah. wasn't presented like because right. I've seen that where it's like mm-hmm. perception as oh it's some fruity thing yeah. or it's this right. you know or I don't know or you're right. wasting your time or you're never gonna do this or that that expectation thing. Um, and I, and I, yeah. I was never around music growing up. Like I remember my brother had a friend who could play guitar, and I like I have a really early memory of like watching that guy like play Dust in the Wind, you know, on the guitar. Oh, yeah. and I used to go down to their basement. My brother's rooms were and stuff. They'd say I was hang around down there. Probably was getting like Listen side, to it, side yeah. stream high or something. Yeah, right. But I remember this guy like playing guitar and I thought it was the coolest thing. I watched him do it, you know? And then, yeah. and then later, and I, I seen some other people play music, um, but I wasn't really around that. I wasn't in band. Uh, I didn't know anybody. No, my, my stepmom, uh, my stepmom's dad, uh, that was one of my regrets when I was a little kid. I wish I would have just been like hung out with that guy all the time. Oh yeah, yeah. He played in like a in like an old time country band. Oh really? Yeah, he played guitar and and uh, and um, uh, Troy Pinkerton was his Troy name. Troy right? Pinkerton. Troy Pinkerton. He played. They called him Pinky, and he played uh, some fancy fancy country style guitar. Oh really? And uh and I like I was growing up in the eighties, and the last thing I didn't want not like country music you know mm-hmm. i did not want to be around it you know like i don't yeah. i didn't understand it I, you know it was, <laughs> it, cor- it was corny and shit and i just <laughs> i just wanted to learn to play guitar like prince man. right I wanted oh to, like, really do, like badass like guitar solo you want to prince shred and, yeah, yeah. Right? Right. And, and uh so i didn't know i didn't know what was going on but i would have been that kid's i would have i would have liked to have been his favorite kid and right. you know if i go back in time and like learn everything from him but i never got to learn any of that stuff i didn't i didn't know i, I bought a guitar when I was ten years old, I helped my uh, my dad and my grandpa put a roof on my great grandpa's house. Yeah, and he paid me a hundred dollars. Okay, that was, that was the first time I, you know, ever had a hundred dollar bill as a right. kid. I was like, whoa, big money, that was big money. Yeah. Right, so right. I went. And my mom had a flea market booth, and I okay. went to the flea market, and there was a guy who had a guitar there, and I went and I bought this guitar. You know, no shit. And 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 it was a it was an electric guitar. And did I did you have an amp? No, yeah, and I, and I didn't really know how to hook it up to an amp. I didn't. I didn't. You know. I didn't have You're a new. cord or anything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I didn't have an amp. I didn't, you know, and I didn't have money for an amp. And like, and, and so yeah, I never really could figure it out. I, 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 I think at some time I ended up with some adapter that I could put it into some like stereo that yeah. I had and like kind of make sounds with oh, it. Oh yeah. But most of this thing just became a, like a toy, you know. Yeah. I was like, I jam out like better than an air guitar because yeah. it's a real guitar. But I, I think I probably busted the strings off of it and then. There wasn't really a music store in my neighborhood, or no one. My mom yeah. was poor. They, I wasn't gonna yeah. ask them to buy me guitar strings. Right. Um. I didn't even know how to put them on. So the thing, you know, I just kind of like didn't do it. You know, right. I didn't really really do it. But then when I went into the Marine Corps, then I, I learned to play guitar in the Marine Corps. Okay. Because I, I was going to Okinawa, and the guys were telling me like, everybody who goes to Okinawa either like, find it's boring. It's boring. There's like nothing to do. So you have to find something to do, and otherwise, like a lot of guys would go and lift weights and like become like just just get muscle fucking shredded, just shred yeah. out there. Yeah. And that's all there is to do. Yeah. Um, some guys uh, would just drink their drink their liver away, you know. Right. So I was like, I could go be like a musclehead, or I could come back like an alcoholic, or you know. And uh, uh, so I had I had a friend who was a scuba diving instructor, so I got scuba qualified there, which was awesome. That's like, Okinawa sick. scuba diving. Is insane. That'd be like, cool. That's something I want to do again. Yeah, that I haven't that I haven't done in years. Um, that's but, awesome. Uh, but I but I learned to play guitar, and then the, so the scuba instructor was like uh, uh, our group of friends, and and he was he was um, learning guitar also. Oh, cool. So he was giving the guitar. And I and I like manipulated. Talk about manipulating the data. Like, this is manipulation. <laughs> like I, 
I knew the desk sergeant who was uh, putting together the roommates and stuff mm-hmm. in Okinawa who would share rooms. Mm-hmm. And so I made it so my roommate was uh, the dude that knew how to play guitar really good, you know? Oh, hilarious. Yeah, yeah Joe Anderson. He's That's like, cool. Uh, he's, a, he's a recent, like, fi- found him again. He lived in uh, New Zealand for a while or something. Oh, really? He, he's my friend on Facebook. Yeah. So catching up with him. He's done Have you reached out to him? Oh yeah, yeah. We talk on on Facebook. Awesome. Uh, so he's he's really like a that's shock. cool. He's shocked to see what I'm doing with music now because uh, I, I sucked so bad when he was trying to teach. Is me. he good? He's great. Yeah, he was. So he had been playing jazz guitar for like 15 years. Oh wow. And uh, he was older than a lot of the other guys. Yeah. Like he was closer to 30 or something. Yeah. And we were all in our in our 19, 20. You know. Yeah. yeah. I was 20 years old when I bought my guitar when I first first guitar. Okay. And then, and then and then I said yeah that that I rigged it to where like. He was gonna be my roommate, so yeah. like, I'm gonna be stuck in Okinawa for six months. I'm gonna learn guitar. with this guy, yeah. and I'm gonna learn guitar. Yeah, if I have to give yeah. him all my paycheck, right? Uh, and he, and he he taught me really well. He's he actually uh, I think he went to high school with uh, John Medeski, who's in the Medeski Martin and Wood. It's kind of a where they were kind of a uh, famous like jazz fusion okay. jam band. Yeah, back okay. a few years ago, and I think uh, uh, the one guy Chris Wood in that band his the Wood Brothers. Now it's the the uh, okay. Chris and Oliver Wood, they're fantastic. Um, but uh, anyway, he went to high school with John Medeski, and they had the same music teacher. And so when he was teaching me, he taught me a lot of like um, rudimentary jazz stuff, okay, and, and just like music theory stuff, like mm. a lot of guitar scales and how to build the chords. And that, like he would not teach me how to play a song. I was like, can't you just teach me a song? Really? Like, like he wanted to give you the like, method no, behind fuck, it. Yeah. yeah, no, fuck you. You can't have a song. You're, you're gonna do these scales. You play that <laughs> when you can play that scale, then you can learn to play some song. You know, he wouldn't teach me any of shit. And so, uh, so that was very. It was actually a very good way to learn. And um, I bet. And I and I stuck to. You learn that way. It seems like. And I stuck to. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. And in art too, I went to like from like an classical, art perspective. Classical of it, training. Yeah. Well, having the music background, so because I, I was you know I, I didn't have money to go to art school, so I that's why I went in the Marine Corps. You know, I was, oh, like, okay. I, was like I wanted the GI Bill. And I thought, Got well, it. if I could just use the GI Bill to pay for one year of school, yeah, I could it learn some fundamentals off. of art, and maybe I could wow. go do something. You yeah, know? yeah, and, and, and uh, or at least I would when I went out and worked someplace, it wasn't. Like if I had to work in a factory or whatever, it wasn't for lack of trying to be right. an artist, you know. Right. And um, so uh, uh, yeah, that 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 I was it there, and then and, and but having that music background helped me in art school tremendously. Like I was, you know, making value scales in art school from light to dark, you know, and it was just like the the music scale. And then we talked about you know value contrast key. Like I want to show a scene at night and it's spooky and it's low key, uh, you know. The, yeah. that that I want to show that you know yeah. okay and, yeah. and, and, and how do I do that well yeah. it'd be low key so I'd only use certain values from the right. scale you know the right. same thing in music I you only use certain notes from yeah. from the full scale you know right. it's, it's so there was a lot of parallels between music and and, and fine art that mm-hmm. I loved and I, and I'm into that anyway like the Zen of like motorcycle maintenance like you know Mr Miyagi yeah. shit or whatever where you're learning like Whatever you're doing right. is, is actually a metaphor. You're learning yeah. more than that. You're yeah. learning other things. There's a book called The War of Art, yeah. and it talks a lot about that, just like being diligent in that craft. Right, you know? right, right and, right. and kind of learning it to its fullest degree, even even when you don't want to. Right. You know? yeah, yeah, no doubt. Yeah. Especially when. Well, it's interesting. Why did you get into uh, Grateful Dead? Um, oh, yeah. So, so Grateful Dead. Yeah. Um, uh, I so when I was in high school, I remember um, I remember uh, uh, 
hearing Phil Lesh, is the Grateful Dead's bass player, okay. on the radio, on, on Chicago radio, because I grew up in Northwest Indiana, so mm. I, I had, uh, I think it was WXRT up there, right. had the Grateful Dead hour. Right. And, the, uh, and Phil Lesh came on, and he was talking, it was, uh, it was the 1990, I had, I had listened, no, so to backtrack a little bit, I guess, <laughs> that, that was one <laughs> of the things that got me, got me to a show, but, but uh, backtrack, so, there was a girl that I knew that was like a longtime friend of mine that I grew up with, and like she used to like babysit my little brothers and stuff. And, yeah, and I had worked. She worked at a local Dairy Queen, and I just and I knew this girl, and she she um, had a friend who was who was on this Grateful Dead tour, and 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 I had heard about this, and so and so she and she went away for a summer or right. something. She went on tour, you know, and she came back like 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 totally different, you know, like. Oh yeah, like had a warfare, you know, like yeah. t- totally different situation, yeah. you know, like uh, and, and just just talking about the world and things, and um, uh, and so I would listen to the Grateful Dead. Her dad had uh, old Grateful Dead albums, and I would listen to. Uh, she would always play his old Grateful Dead albums, and then and um, and then I had a teacher, a substitute teacher in an art class in high school, and I was wearing like a Grateful Dead T-shirt, you know. And he came over and, and he uh, had given me some Grateful Dead uh, uh, live recordings that he had. He was like, he was like a substitute teacher, and, right. he, and he was like, "Hey, do you ever listen to these bootlegs?" And I was, I was like, "No, nah. I was like, I don't, I didn't know what he's talking about." And but I was like, <laughs> "Sure." And so, but he handed me these bootlegs, and that and that one was uh, that was a 1990 uh, show, um, the uh, that what do they call it, the Knickerbocker Arena in New York. Uh, and anyway, I, I just I I really fell in love with that rec- those recordings, you know, and like. Uh, and then after going to the shows, like just going to the shows was the, I saw people there who were, who were, who were selling artwork, you know, guys that were selling their artwork, they were selling their artwork and they were like, uh, you know, making money and traveling, you know, they were, they were going on down the road and, and, and it seemed like such an awesome adventure, you know, I I had read, I had read uh, on the road, Jack Kerouac book. Okay. And, and, um. And I was just was ready to bail, you know. Like I had yeah. read that I was I was sixteen. Was, you're angsty, you know. Seventeen years old, getting ready to graduate high school, whatever. Right. I was angsty. I wanted it. I wanted it. I wanted that adventure mm-hmm. that was like in on the road, you know. Like I just I just wanted to go, and uh, and and I knew my parents. You know, my dad was kind of like in his own world. My mom had what a, bu- had a bunch of kids. I mean, I was I was fifteen when I started listening to Grateful Dead. Yeah, I was yeah. Fi- fifteen, and then I was like sixteen when I went to my first. Uh, when I got into my first show, no shit. I went to a show earlier and didn't go. And I wasn't really so much about the music. I was just trying to like see this party, you know, see what <laughs> it was all about. Yeah, yeah I just yeah. see this like thing because right. But was I, I just remember, to see I remember Phil Ash coming on the radio though and be like, "Don't come to our concert if you don't have a ticket." And me thinking like, "Why in the hell would anybody go to a concert without a ticket?" <laughs> you know, unless they're really good. Unless it's a real big party. Yeah. Well, you're not going to see the band. It must right. be some party going on. Right. Like, like there right. must be something going on yeah. there that people are going without concert tickets. Right. And, and, and so, it yeah, there like was so, public so, service announcement. Yeah, public service. I was like, don't come to our show without a ticket. And to me, as like, you know, some adventurous kid is like, fuck it, I'm going. I, I'm going. Yeah, this is, he's telling me to go there right now, you know? Right. So, yeah, so I went to the show and I, and I remember just standing outside and I, I was hanging out with this guy who was selling, he had these prints. They were like, uh, like a blueprint, like an Aztec blueprint, like, oh, a, okay. the, you know, that, that Ditto ink or whatever. Mm. It's like uh, like how blueprints look. It's, it's oh yeah, like a yeah. plotter, like yeah. a blue ink. Yeah, you know? yeah. But he had done these like insanely detailed drawings, and he had these prints of these things. 
And, and I watched that guy, I watched that guy make like thousands of dollars. As the people were coming out of the show, Uh-oh. they were just buying these giant poster prints from him. And, and I watched people like, like selling their art, you know, like this person selling their tie dyes. That, oh, that was, wow. a, you know, that's the thing. Like, oh, the tie dye people. But there's like somebody over here who's like using a magnifying glass to etch a drawing in a piece of wood selling that, you know? Wow. So I've seen people like, you know, or busking, just playing music for money in their hat, you know? Yeah, and, yeah. And, and those people were on the tour, you know? Yeah. It, was this, it was that gypsy circus of like, you know, these thousands of, of people following this band around um, in, involved in all this like creative stuff, you right. know? And then, uh, and then I just like really loved the music. You know, I just like, I loved, uh, at that time, uh, Brent Midland was still this keyboard player and I, I really like got drawn to his voice and yeah. his style. And, um, and that's, one of the, that's one of the things that, that we do with Graciously Departed is sometimes we could get into some of that Brent, 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 those Brent Midland yeah. songs, which were like kind of niche, like, you know, um, deep cuts or whatever. Is that right? Yeah. And, and uh, uh, I really was drawn to that. I did, I did, and then eventually when I, when I was in the military, so then I was stationed in California, and, um, and there was a couple of guys in the Marine Corps with right. me that were also into the Grateful Dead. Right. And so there's this core group of us, and we were all... We it's were very all, much a community. We were all helicopter door, yeah. we were all helicopter door gunners. Oh, but wow. But we were Grateful Dead fans. Yeah. <laughs> and so we were... Well, like, that's a... I saw... I, I knew you were a Marine, and I was trying to understand kind of where that fit, but I mean, I, I don't think it's... Uh, I think that a lot of people kind of came back or went... As a you know different person, I guess you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's just yeah. It, it was the same thing with the Grateful Dead. Like my yeah. friend went away for the summer and she right. came back different. Right. My friend went away to boot camp and right. he came back different. You right. know. And for me, like I was really interested in this idea of dualism. Like you know, like mm. I know what this as a high school kid. I like I know what this Grateful Dead world is. You know, like this is wild, freaky stuff right. going on. And like, and and uh, and I was like, what what. You know, and peace, love, and you know, and people, yeah. people back then, hippies back then, were kind of anti-government. Right, they were anti-authoritarians. Right. Yeah. You know, now they're more like you know, whatever, go along with whatever <laughs> right. stuff is or whatever. Right. You know, um, but uh, those days it seemed like you know that was they were afraid of the man. You know, they oh, didn't right. trust the man. Right, and, and so so I was like, well, I wonder what the man's got to offer. You right. know, oh. and, and I and I had some and I had some 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 relatives. My dad, my dad didn't respect. Too many people. Like he was kind of a badass, and he didn't really. Yeah. There's a few people that he would like say that guy is is yeah. is good. You know, stand up guy. But the people he did, my family was like my cousin Joe, uh, second cousin Joe, who was in the Marines, and my stepmom's cousin was in the Marines, and my dad looked up to Marines because it was it was Marines that pulled him out of Vietnam when he was you know no shot up a shrapnel, yeah. and you know it was and it was it was mm. Marine helicopters that mm. were taking him out of out of that war zone, so. Mm. So he had a perception of Marines. And I thought, man, if I'm going to go in the military for college money, uh, I want to really see what the military, like, if the Marine Corps is, like, oh, the yeah. hardest thing, like, I want to do that because I want to do the hardest thing. And, and, it, and if I can do that, then I can do anything, you know, I felt like. Yeah, for sure. And I, I, I went to art school at the American Academy before that on Saturdays. I was taking Saturday classes. And I had this real disciplinary and drawing teacher, Mr. Agaminas. And Mr. Agaminas was like, a bear. I mean, he was like, kids would be in the hallway crying because he like, he walked up to their drawing and was like, what is this? this sausages or finger, you know, fingers <laughs> or sausages. This is garbage. You know, he would just like wad up a student's drawing. He was rough, you know? Yeah. And I thought, man, if I'm going to be good at art, like, like 
I'm going to have to be more disciplined. I'm going to have to, I can't get emotional and cry when this guy, oh, yeah. wa- you know, throws away my Did drawing you see? or something, you know? See people do that? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. 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 People, people in the hallway dropping out of school yeah, and stuff. Right, and, you know, right. and then some of those guys, well, they were just like, you know, th- that, that guy had a, like a sign that was like, you know, you know, if you want to be like an artist, he would just tell students that like, if you want to be artist, you go to art institution. They make you artist right away. You want to learn to draw? You come to my class. You know? <laughs> yeah. I'm the only artist in this room. I don't want to see your, you know, like you just do what I say. Yeah. Like, yeah, this yeah. Isn't, yeah. He, he was a disciplinarian. Um, and I thought, man, you know, now when I went back to the American Academy, he was not my teacher. And I had this like, <laughs> like sweet yeah, person. I had this wonderful, <laughs> sweet guy. Yeah, he was so nice and just like wonderful. But that guy scared me a little bit. And, and I thought, well, if I want to be good, I need the money anyway. I, yeah, want, I want discipline, yeah. you know. And I thought, well, if you want discipline, you go to the Marine Corps, you know. Right. And, and also, you know, with my dad, like respect too. Like, you know, I, I, I knew that, that, I mean, he re- he respects that more than anything I've probably ever done, you know. Yeah. And, and and he he didn't like the idea. He didn't want me to go there. He didn't. He he uh, uh, he told me go. He's like, join the air force. Like, do something easy. What the, you know? Oh, really? They're gonna give you more money anyway. Who cares? Yeah. Like, uh, but I was dead set on this Marine Corps idea. And uh, but I, but I did. I found some. I had some great friends there. I'm sure that, that were like dead. Yeah. They were deadheads. Yeah. And so we would go. And like uh, the scuba instructor too, he had a. We, we both had like classic Volkswagen buses that we bought, out there. <laughs> and we would drive these. Like I had a 1968 Volkswagen van, like a camper, and That's I would drive. Awesome. I would drive that camper. Like we used to drive in those days. You could like go down to Mexico and camp, and oh, yeah. we used to go to Baja California yeah. and scuba oh, cool. dive and play guitars around right. a fire and, uh, and and uh, and go to these shows. And, and uh, particularly, I got to see lots of Jerry Garcia band shows. And oh so no! I, I became a Jerry Garcia band nut. Uh, because I just got to see so many, so many Jerry Garcia band shows, and uh, uh, Jerry, the the um, uh, the Jerry band stuff, I just I don't know, I just started to love it, and and, and I saw a lot of Grateful Dead shows then too, cause right? It, but and it was nice because like my college counterparts, like they were probably, you know, they weren't going to, I could go to like, you know, twenty shows a year right. or something, right. and, and so so uh, me and my buddies there, we just went to we went to right. lots of Grateful Dead shows. That was like our our thing. Yeah, and uh, and we'd come back and they'd give us weird looks, you know. But uh, uh, you know, but the Deadheads uh, in those days were very receptive. Like they they kind of like a lot of people. They knew we were military, you know, but yeah. they didn't think we were cops. So they were, right. They weren't right. like they weren't like shun us. We weren't. They didn't think right. we were the man. They, but they were like uh, a couple couple a lot of made a lot of good friends that were like turned right. me on to in those days you had to like tape the music so you had to have uh, friends that you could hang out with to listen to the tapes because you couldn't there's something where you can't like high speed dub Jerry Garcia's voice if you high speed dub his voice he sounds like a little lady or something it's weird that's <laughs> hilarious yeah, so we had to listen to the shows and so people we would collect you know hundreds of hours of bootleg tapes of Grateful Dead recordings hilarious and uh, and that was the only way to get it you know so right. we were chugging around these tapes and that was that was pretty much my, my music it was you know all the all the tapes that like they, you might be a deadhead if you know uh, uh, all of your tape collection is just dates. That's you know, hilarious. There's no names. Do you still tapes, have them? Dates. I do still have them. Yeah. That's I, awesome. I've been through trying to get you know some kind of a cassette player yeah. to play them on, but it's just 
I'm just like, I don't know. There's not, I have them all recorded. Uh, you know, oh they're all gosh. like so much is on YouTube and I've got oh, yeah. this terabyte yeah. drive, two terabytes of like Grateful Dead music that I listen to. That's crazy. And, and, and it still is a thing. It's like, I, I play the Grateful Dead with our band and, and I listen to the Grateful Dead. I yeah. listen to the Grateful Dead every day probably. Is know? that right? Yeah. Sure. I mean, you know, yeah. I, I have my whole life. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Uh, but it's, it's a different, uh, it's different bands too. Right. It's like, if I listen to the Grateful Dead in the 1960s, yeah. it's like a blues band. And right. If I listen to the Grateful Dead in the 1990s, they were playing these big stadiums and yeah and everything was different every night people would go to those shows over and over because every night they had so every much night, every night was different there's so much material yeah and uh, that's one of the things with our band is we we try to change it change it up we, we sell them like we'll repeat songs and right. shows we, we could probably go i don't know seven shows or something we back back before we could go seven shows with without playing this playing the same song That's yeah crazy. yeah we're a little bit of a learning curve right now because we have some new members in the band. oh yeah yeah we have some new band members and um yeah uh, they're fantastic these guys they're they're oh, like yeah, they're like it, almost as if like if we had a dream team like, really with for kid especially because yeah he's, he's got this uh, a new new drummer uh new drummer that is um uh, fantastic that really? he used to be in another band with, yeah. and then our our bass player uh, Jason Gick is is the uh, a bass player now, and he and he no. our other bass player got arrested, and he he can't leave Illinois, <laughs> <laughs> so he, he he couldn't leave the state of Illinois, so so, so uh, he's a most of our shows are here, yeah, he's sidelined for now, so um <laughs> so right now yeah we've got this uh, fantastic bass player uh, and, and 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 a new keyboard player Erica uh, moved. Away to uh, Arizona, yeah, and we got this uh, a new guy, um, uh, Ben, who's just he's phenomenal, and he, and he's uh, he's really good on like I don't know playing the piano and the organ right. at the same time, and and creating all these other textures and creative mm, stuff, and, mm. and uh, he was perfect. He said he said when he wanted to uh, come to the band, he told me that. Uh, he had. He wasn't. He's not like a real like like like. If you saw him, you would never think this guy was a deadhead. You know. Mm. And he's not. I wouldn't say he's like super heady. I don't know. I don't know. But he 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 said that when he was in college, he loved like like he loved like Bruce Hornsby and Bruce Hornsby at that time was playing with the Grateful Dead oh, and Jerry cool. Garcia. Yeah. And and um and so uh, that that Hornsby you know, relationship he so he said when he was in music school he's got a master's degree in music and he was um, taught himself to improvise on the piano by listening to Grateful Dead. Oh wow! So uh, uh, and so he loves it. He knows these some of these songs inside and out. And, it's crazy. Um, but it, but it's a little bit of a learning curve because we the group we had before we we played together for so long that right. we were we were uh, it, it, we're we're eight years in yeah. now you know yeah. But but it's down now to where um, me and uh, Kid are the only ones that were like in Christian part at the beginning yeah because yeah, yeah. people people move away and it's it's just that that you know it's it's kind of for some people it's like a hobby thing right. for them a hobby band and right yeah and I and I think we probably all spend more than we make and you know. Um, uh, but uh, at least I don't know. I feel like I still, enjoy I, it. I break even, and I would, and I would, uh, I would probably pay to have some of those experiences that, that we, you know, for sure, it's, for it's sure. A, it's yeah. a rush to just, right. You know, we play the Moseys for free. Like we're playing, right. we're playing the next the Mosey on May twentieth, and um, we do those things. It's a free deal, but it's like it's a it's an experience to play music for people in the middle of Main Street. I know, and people, you know, uh, I I get off on seeing people dancing. You know, right, right, like right. I'm doing something up there. We're we're, yeah. we're collectively doing something as a band, and yeah. it's like to make people mo- dance, making them yeah. move. You know, yeah. and, and making them feel good. Yeah, uh, that we're we're going for that. You know, like, wow. Um, I, I I that's that's the thing, and and, and you know I don't know in. in 
uh, there's there's been we've had a, a couple of friends over the years. You know, I think I think everybody's known somebody's like committed suicide or yeah. something. You know, and 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 I always think about it like the one the people who come to our shows, who who later you know I find out like have something like that. I, I always wonder, like, man, if we could have just been playing that night. Right, right. They would have enjoyed it. Yeah. Their friends are out. Right. You know, they remember the people yeah. love that people love them. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Um, I think people get too lost in their head. Yeah. You know? Right. So, yeah. So we've tried to um, definitely tried to uh, uh, keep at it. Right. You know, it's kind of a mission for me. Yeah. And um, um, I really enjoy it. That's one of the things that's just like been so exciting. Yeah, no joke. Yeah, right. you've been doing it for as long as I can remember. And like I said, during COVID, when you guys would uh, play inside on those Thursday nights or whatever nights they were, it was fun. The kids enjoyed it. And it was kind of, you know, that's how I, I got to see that side of it, you know. And then on a on a Tuesday night or whatever night you do the art school, it's it's another. Monday that, night. You yeah. know, that's what kind of got me. Yeah. Like, oh, man. So and when I Googled it. Or uh-huh. I saw on Google, it's a Lafayette Artelia. Yeah, it's Atelier. It's a Atelier. French word. Yeah, it's uh, what Ateliers were was. Um, so my so that was this was my dream, right? This the house and everything. Yeah. Uh, there's a long story with it, but it's like when I I'll I'll, I'll try to skip over, so I'll take forever. But yeah, yeah, I'm not. I don't have anywhere to go. But yeah, I don't, I don't know no, you're good. This we're for, but, hour yeah. twenty. So okay. yeah, let's hear the story. Uh, and then I, we can... uh, I was in art uh, when I was in art school. I took a class called Psychology of Creativity. Mm-hmm. Where it had a whole section on like uh, visualization and and uh, and that was something I had read about in like self help books and like I don't know you know I've I've, I've read a bunch of like Think and Grow Rich these financial books and stuff right. and and they and they and they tell you you know you gotta visualize it you gotta you gotta have a goal you gotta see yourself already in possession of the thing that you you know have and yeah. you gotta understand that in order to get that thing it's gotta be of a service if it's of a service to others. Yeah, it, it, it can happen for you. You know, right. if, you, if you're if you're providing a service to someone else, uh, you're gonna eventually get paid for that service. Right. You know, uh, if it's valuable. And 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 so, um, you know, when I was in art school, I had to, uh, I well, you know, I had to go through the whole military to get the GI Bill. Right. You know, I had to borrow a shitload of money. I right. mean, like I was I was probably ninety thousand in debt when no I shit. left graduate yeah. school. Yeah. Um, but I went to like. I, at the time, I would have thought probably one of the best art schools that right. I could have went to, right. uh, and, and uh, had a great experience. And I used some of the, my student loan money to like invest in real estate, right. too, but that was like yeah. it's one of those tricks you can do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the uh, tricks. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those tricks. Because uh, well, I figured I was like I'm going to be broke like as an artist, so I might as well like you know <laughs> buy some rental <laughs> properties. And like I was like if I could be a landlord and I could paint and you know right. in the winter time when people aren't right. moving and I don't got to paint houses and stuff, right. like, I could chill. Yeah, uh, I, did, I, I didn't realize like you know the market crashed uh, from running me. My my whole real estate building stuff. I. I, yeah, I had lots you of hit the I, wrong time, and I sold the and I sold it too early and why it too late. I don't know, just back and forth. But I never lost. I feel like I always won on it. Yeah, and I thought yeah. in the end I always won. It was a lot more headache than I anticipated, I'm but sure. I know how to do everything. I got yeah. sweat copper tubing and yeah, you know, no I could, joke. I take care of my own house at least. It's amazing how quickly you learn, learn when you yeah. have to. Yeah, I've done so much with that. Right, but but but, but yeah, that that idea of the house. So so I was in this psychology creativity class doing this visualization stuff, and 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 uh, they one of the assignments was to like. Describe your favorite, uh, or describe your ideal like creative space. And I lived in a part of Chicago where there was like a lot of uh, old Victorian homes, and I, um, I always thought it would be cool to like 
to own one of those and like you know yeah. and, and and I, I knew that they had these giant attic spaces right I thought it'd be great to have the art studio there and, and I was a member of a, an organization in Chicago called the Palette and Chisel Academy yeah and they they existed in an old uh, like limestone uh, Victorian mansion wow and uh, and I and at that time. I was a member of this place. It was nuts. It was like I paid them $365 a year. Yeah. And they gave me a key to this Victorian mansion in downtown right. Chicago that I could Dang. go in anytime and paint. And they, wow. And they had like lockers and, you know, they'd have models every day. And, yeah. And I was really inspired by that place. And I thought like I could make that a place like that in my own house, mm-hmm. you know, where I could teach lessons. And, and I thought, you know, at the time I wrote the paper about the house and I described this Victorian house. And how, you know, my family and friends could come live there. Right. Be big enough to have rooms for everybody, you yeah, know. Yeah. Like a little commune and, mm-hmm. and, and, uh, and I'd have an art studio upstairs right. so I could continue to make art and teach. Right. Um, and I, uh, anyway, so visualize that to a T. And, uh, and, and at the end of the class, I, I remember talking to the, uh, to the teacher and I was like, man, this, I was like, this class, I was like, this is a great assignment, but it's like, how are we going to get this stuff? Like, you know, we wrote this thing like, oh, I want some like Victorian mansion or whatever. Yeah, right. Like, oh, you're broke. You're getting out of art school. You're probably going to be waiting tables for less than you. You can visualize all loans. you want. Visualize away. <laughs> right. Yeah, you know. Uh, uh, and 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 uh, and she she like she said uh, she said well she's like uh, you just use creativity was her answer. <laughs> you know, like just use creativity. And I was like. What like this is the most hippy dippy bullshit like you know pie in the sky are you kidding me you know uh, but but later later I learned about creative financing you know? oh hey yeah, that is creative I, then. yeah I learned about creative <laughs> financing and I learned about uh, I learned about how to look at a property and, and tell if the rent would pay the mortgage you yeah. know and uh, and when I moved to Lafayette um, there was lots of Victorian houses here in this area yeah and uh, and one of my drawing students at the art museum. Uh, own the place that I live in now. I, right. And I bought that from him you wow. know, over 20 years ago. And I've been teaching my drawing classes up there ever since. Nice. And it's just, and, and it's, it's one of those things. So, so her saying that with the creativity and the money, like, yeah, I've, I've, I didn't really have a down payment when I bought the house. Right. Uh, I got a credit back for the taxes in the first month's rent. So I think I made like, it was one of those like, yeah. you know, Carlton sheets and right. tell people like, you know, get money back at the closing. It was like when these closings where I'd like, literally I didn't, oh, for I, sure. I got cash yeah. back at the closing. For sure. I never yeah. made a mortgage payment because yeah. I always collected it in rent. Very much you know? so. Uh, and so yeah. she was right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's and, huge credits out there now. Now they just did uh if you've got a worse credit score, then they give you a better interest rate. Mm. If you have a better credit score, they give you a yeah, worse interest rate. I think it's fees. I don't know if it's the rates, but I think it's is fees. Is that what it is? But basically, yeah, there's there's like a... Uh, that was one of the things that I didn't like in the mor- in the mortgage business. I loved the mortgage business when I started doing it because right. it was the Wild West and there was you yeah, could get no all joke. kinds of shit done. And it yeah. was, there was... There was uh, and people were, you know, I don't know. There was a good value to it, I think. And uh, it changed my life, you know. Yeah. yeah. And 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 so so it was a business that I loved, and then and then it got so regulated to where it was like, yeah, everybody's gonna have the same interest rate now. Yeah. You know, everybody's gonna, uh, uh, you can no longer. We're gonna cap how much you can charge them so that yeah. everybody gets a higher interest rate because you can't charge the money up front anymore. You know. Yeah. 
Um, and the banks make more money and not the salespeople. And, right. You know, I don't know. It's just that whole industry, like, I hate, I just hated doing it. It's like, ever evolving, man. It's just always changing. I learned, always I lobbying. I'm sure you did. Yeah, I learned yeah. a lot. I mean, that's how we were able to, um, yeah. you know, I saw the evolution of electronic documents in, in the yeah. mortgage business. When I started in the mortgage oh, yeah. business, they were handwriting the applications. Jeez. You know, they were writing. I watched people write someone's address 20 times on a handwritten application. That's so and then, silly. And yeah. then I figured out, like, oh, I could, you know, I could silly to us, but that's all they had. I could yeah. auto-populate these documents, you know. So I started auto-populating with Excel spreadsheets. I'm surprised you still have to sign in person. I mean, uh, I, yeah, at the end, at the final closing. I'm, I'm yeah. still surprised by that. Do they uh, send they, you directly documents so that you guys understand what, like, they just sold at? Uh, what do you mean? Like, does the title company oh, do the accounting? Yeah. No, so uh, so that was it. We, we started down that trail earlier. We were talking about the recording process right. of that. For you to be able to finalize the recording of your deed, you had to fill out a sales disclosure. And the sales disclosure is new. That's part of the Indiana property tax changes was that you have to have a sales disclosure now to record. So you have to report to the assessor the sale and uh, and whatever oh, yes. is involved in the sale, yeah. yeah. So it might ask yeah, you like, was it, it a yeah. hey, was this an arms yeah. length transaction? Right. And are you buying right. it from a relative? Right. Is it, you know, did your property yep. touch it? it? Like, what are the factors? Mm-hmm. You know, that it collects it. Was it a foreclosure or whatever? We know all that. Mm-hmm. So, but the title companies they fill out those sales disclosure forms usually mm-hmm. for people, or if they're doing a private sale, they fill it out themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, and that's an electronic like document process. Right. And so, so that's, that's the database that I, yeah. that I tap into for the sales. Yeah. So I just pull it straight from that sales disclosure database. As soon as they data enter them on the, um, on the assessor side, right. they do like a process where they over check, check everything over and then they yeah. put it in the system. Um, then we take that sales disclosure data and then uh, we compare it against the, 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 the physical data. Cause we have data, we have, you know, if you've got a, if you've got a, uh, a four by four concrete stoop in front of your house. This, yeah. The county knows about it. You know, yeah, right, like, wait, you, right. ro- you rose up one foot, a sidewalk, yeah. we're not going to tax you on. Right. But you rose up one foot. That's a porch. You yeah. know, it's yeah. a patio now. Yeah. You know, so right. they know about all, all of that, you know, Interesting, and, and, yeah. and, and the data collection, you know, it still is an ongoing process. I mean, they don't, they, 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 they haven't been in every house. They don't have a right yeah. to go in every house. They, they have right. most of the new construction we know pretty well because we've been through the blueprints. But like yeah. a house like mine, they don't my, – my house particularly, they know yeah. everything about because I work there. And yeah. we don't want any improprieties or, you know, any, yeah. anybody accusing us of any shit. <laughs> right, So, yeah. like, uh, you know, it's like Eric, his restaurant's the highest tax restaurant yeah. on Main Street. Yeah. Uh, that the whole Fowler House debacle again. I can't wait to see that unfold. I know that's going to be exciting. Yeah, there's a, there's a couple of those cases. He, I definitely he was really interested in talking to you too. He 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 would he would enjoy. I it. yeah. He's got a lot of good. I ideas, don't know him. Yeah. Yeah, he's smart man. He he's a, he's a good guy. Well, we wanted to make it to the we wanted to make it to the speakeasy, but when I called him, I mean honestly, they they were like, well, it's just a bar, like you can come in anytime, and I didn't know what it was, mm-hmm. so I was like, well, I didn't know if it. Was, she just didn't make it sound like. Oh, at the Fowler House. Yeah, so I was like, all right, yeah. well. One of, my, uh, one of my drawing students was there for a lunch. I've had their brunch. Great food. Yeah, and, and I asked her, I said, did they give you a tour or anything? She's like, no, they told us we could walk around and look at stuff, yeah. like self-guided tour. And I was we like, was, it, was there anything, like, like, on the walls telling you what stuff they was? They have furniture, I think. Like, uh, no, nothing nothing on the walls telling you what anything was. Not that she, didn't, she didn't know nothing about Moses Fowler leaving that house. Yeah. Which tell which which is part of the the assessor being like is this really like I remember when legit? it was for sale I yeah, remember, I, uh, yeah I I wrote a pre approval letter for one of my clients oh, that wanted to buy it yeah. right yeah and they they would not uh, sell it to him uh, because he wanted to live in it oh really they only sold it to this other guy because yeah. he said he was going to make a nonprofit oh, okay 
but you can't have a nonprofit restaurant, yeah. bar, whatever, Airbnb. I don't know what they do. You know, yeah. it, it, it's way, I don't understand that the, for me, the city zoning side of it, right? It, I can't just open a, a restaurant in my R2 property. Yeah. He's zoned R2, but they, yeah. but they That's just let point. him have a restaurant. Yeah. I mean, there was no zoning change. There's no change of use. I mean, they need to change the zoning down there. That should all be institutional. If they would just change the zoning to institutional, everything would be protected down there because there's nothing else you can do with it. And and that house isn't in any danger because it's on the historic registry. It's in the historic district. It's it's uber protected regardless of what this... The only danger to it right now is... Is, is, is like, is the owner going to prioritize the right. roof or the commercial kitchen so he can run a restaurant? Right, you know, right. like well, they need somebody who's going to maintain it. And, 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 and um, I, I mean, I think cases like that, probably the county or city should have bought it. You know, yeah. I mean, that that's probably a good case. Yeah. Uh, the city owns, you know, uh, the Lafayette Theater and these places now. And it's like, I'm not a great fan of that because, yeah. like, obviously our band used to play there all night on the weekends, and you know we could do could do a lot more fun stuff. We're lucky that we do get right. to still play there, and they're doing the best they can yeah. with what they've got, I guess. And and uh, but uh, that's yeah. kind of my concern for the Holland over here. Uh, they're set up real well. Yeah. Are they? Yeah, okay, they, they, they they set themselves up. I I helped them with their uh, uh, when they were doing their um, tax exemptions. Uh, for their personal property and all this stuff because they, there was some debate because yeah. they were still living there and they're like, well, if you're living there, you can't be 100% exempt. Mm-hmm. And so that was when they made the call to move uh, and then okay. make it 100% yeah. exempt for the property taxes. Right. Uh, and uh, But they are set up with a foundation. They have some uh, artwork that they've bought that, that, that I'm pretty sure that they intend to sell at some point too that will include... It's more than fortified, you know, like, yeah, and, and, yeah. Uh, and, and, and if they do a good job with outreach, uh, membership and all yeah. that, you know, that, that's another thing with the arts is like, like so many people, they, you know, they'll say, oh, the government should pay for the arts. And like, as an artist, that's the last thing I, I want, like, you yeah. know, I, I, I really, I want, uh, I want fair, uh, competition, you know, right. I want, I want people who work hard at it to, to, to benefit, um, and not have to, uh, uh be taxed higher so somebody else can go paint, you know, right. or whatever it is. Uh, but but the but people don't realize that if you I've I've been you know uh, on a couple of like committees, the art museum, and have looked over a lot of nonprofit organizations at the assessor's office. I see all yeah. the ex, uh, uh, applications for exemptions and seeing what these nonprofits do. Yeah. And, um, and, and and you know if uh, if you're doing that stuff and, and you're and you're legitimately you know, nonprofit. There's, there's certainly reason to to do some of the tax exemption because that means the local government doesn't doesn't have to do that. Uh, any, you know, if it's something they don't have to do, like education or something, like okay, yeah. great. Um, but yeah, it, it gets dicey, I guess, with with that with that kind of stuff. Uh, uh, and that's why they have like these boards to make the, this, yeah. the determinations on what's what. Uh, but, but that's my biggest thing right now because we just got on the historic preservation commission and I'm trying to kind of understand that committee and oh, yeah. kind of the yeah. processes and all that sort of thing. The, the differences between the Wabash Valley trust, between national registry versus uh-huh. historic preservation. So right, yeah. it's interesting to kind of understand it. When I, well, I'm a property rights guy. So like when I was, the, when I was the president of Wabash Valley trust, it was a little different dynamic because yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm fine with, uh, uh, I could tell someone really how to protect their property, you know, yeah. 
Um, there are things you can do with deed restrictions. If, right. you, if you want to protect your property, you yeah. can do a deed restriction. Yeah. Um, you can you can opt into a historic district that has yeah. deed restrictions. Well, even conservation. I yeah. think there's like one that's like a three year pending. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There's you some know? stuff for forests and yeah. all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, again, you value and use. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, that 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 part with the uh, uh, yeah with the with the with, with with that understanding it. I can tell you this: the guy uh, uh, Jay that I was talking about earlier that helped restore restored a lot of buildings downtown yeah. told me that he would never have done those buildings with the way things are now. Really? Because of too many hoops to jump through. He oh, didn't. Yeah. He didn't. He didn't yeah. want to have somebody telling him what color yeah. he could paint it, or yeah. or talking to some college kid yeah. or whoever's on the committee or whatever about what right. you know what kind of front that should yeah. have. And, uh, there's some interesting stories of DT Kirby's when they were when right. they were redoing that, where the the um, the uh, the commission wanted them to keep some 1940s like faux brick crap, and and they just wanted to rip it all off and just have raw brick and it looked like an yeah. alleyway, yeah. you know. Uh, and so uh, yeah, that was that was another uh, yeah. you know another battle that they, right. that they dealt with down there, but uh, um, but yeah, I, you know it's, it's 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 I think there's valid ways, but I'm, I I stopped short of like letting the 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 government like without any agreement of a property owner uh start to really tell you yeah. you know i mean they could tell you to cut your grass and if something's yeah. a hazard to others right. you know there's probably things that need to happen yeah but uh but i i i, I support volunteerism and i think volunteerism and that's getting back to this idea of the art museum and these other places is they don't receive that much tax dollars right you know i don't know if the hans get any they might get something from yeah. from 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 the indian arts commission right you know, Tisha Lee at the Arts right. Federation, she gets money from the Arts Commission and then they distribute it. Right. But, but what they distribute to like the art museum is insignificant to their budget. Right. They, they can't run an art no. museum on exactly. that money. But they do run it on like contributions, um, you know, from the Shook family, right. a, a, an endowment right. from the Shooks. So right. Like lots of membership. Yeah. The, the, right. I, I teach classes next month. I'm going to teach a class in right. sketching at the art museum. Right. Um, you know, I love it. I, I mean, I couldn't imagine like for me as an artist to like, like living in a neighborhood where there's two art museums in, wa in walking distance, you know, one that I've been teaching at for over 20 years. Yeah. You know, so I've gotten to, to continue to, yeah. you know, live in that art, art world and, and yeah. um, continue teaching on my own. There's things I can teach in my studio that I can't teach at in a place right. like the art museum or right. even a college. Right. I taught at Purdue and I at Ivy tech for like 10 years <laughs> and I've done a lot of teaching and, it's crazy because like the teaching jobs are the only ones that ever require me to have a master's degree. And that is the lowest paid work I've ever done. <laughs> it's the, it's the lowest paid work. I mean, you know, it, it is. And, 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 and it's just that's because, unbelievable. Yeah. It's the colleges that they don't yeah. want to, unless you're tenure, yeah. Yeah. you're just a visiting professor or whatever, you know, I had different titles over the years. That's and, unreal. But yeah, yeah, you're probably the most uh, decorated. Yeah, you know, it's yeah, like, right. Yeah, probably. it's that job. But then I go over, you know, to some other job, and it's just like, you know, they don't even care what your degree is in. You know, like, no. oh, you're, oh, yeah. you got an art degree, great, right. you're a manager, right? You know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they don't care. You know, yeah. I've been trying to tell my kids that I got a daughter. It's right, right. Yeah. mine is getting ready to go to college, and uh, you know, and I'm trying to talk to her right. about like, what do you want to do, and and trying to, I'm just trying to impress upon her that, you know, you got one chance to learn about the stuff you love. Yeah, and 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 and. And then unless you're going to school to be like a, a doctor or a lawyer mm. or, or an engineer or some mm. high paid mm. specialized job, mm. it doesn't matter. Mm. Nobody cares about your business management degree. No. I, I, I've had lots of people with business management degrees 
work for me where yeah. I was their manager with my art degree. It, no one cares. Yeah. I, I heard something the other day that said uh, college is just showing somebody that you can continually show up for four years. And I'm yeah, like, that's that kind of makes sense. Yeah, that is part like of it. Like, it's sad that we actually have to have a school that probably teaches that dependency. Yeah, yeah. But then I've heard others that are like, the one thing we can't find right now is dependent people. Dependence. Yeah, yeah. Well, reliable well, just people. a work ethic. Yeah. It's a work ethic. I, yeah. I, I was talking to a guy on the phone. This is this is weird. You know, I... I uh, it was a weird thing that happened with yeah. a commercial building and a gas bill I had, but I was, I was, I was calling the gas company mm. and I got this like teleservice guy mm. who mm. was telling me all this wild stuff. Like it was, it was like <laughs> off record. Yeah. He was, cause he was a military veteran. He was telling me like he had lost a leg. He was telling me that he had, you know, like we were both, yeah. we're, we're both disabled vets. Yeah. And so we were both talking about like the like VA and, right. and this disabled, well, we're waiting for the computer. You to, had that commonality again. to search yeah. or whatever. And, uh, and, and he told me he was like part of his PTSD and 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 what was that? He's like I I. It's like a obsessive compulsive tick that I can't let anything just go undone. Like mm, he's like he he's like to you got to gotta stay. He's like you got to yeah. stay on the phone with me until we finish this because I had a few things that needed to resolve. Dang, dude! And I was worried about getting disconnected from this guy because yeah. I'd have to call back and yeah, probably be on hold and yeah. all this shit. Yeah. And this guy was actually talking to mm. me. He gave a fuck. Yeah. You know, that's the biggest yeah. thing. Like, do they even give a shit? Yeah, yeah. Like, like, just if you give a shit, that's what I, like, dependency, I don't know. Like, I just want somebody that gives a shit, you know? Mm -hmm. and, 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 they, yeah. and, they, and they and they see it beyond the dollars or right. whatever that it is that's a, that's a project. Yeah. And, uh, and and so, and, and, I, and I think that is true with me, too, is, like, I have that, like, tick where, like, I can't just let something yeah. go unfinished. Mm -hmm. And if somebody, you know, if somebody's restricting me from something, mm -hmm. I will find another way mm -hmm. to do it, mm -hmm. you know, and, and I will accomplish the mm -hmm. mission. Yeah. So it's like, like, like I think the military and maybe, so maybe it's the military right. or maybe it's my, the way people I are mean, raised or whatever maybe it is. Maybe your art coach. I mean, your art teacher wanted to instill discipline, right? They wanted discipline. They wanted, yeah, mm -hmm. a finish, yeah. you know, uh, uh, the process was yeah. important, mm -hmm. you know, like, um, and yeah, so so in, in art, but yeah, I think I think talking to that guy on the phone like resonated with me. Like sure. I was like I was like, man, I got that same weird tick. Yeah. Like like and, and and it shouldn't be a weird tick. You think that's just basic work ethic? You know, you well, don't leave something undone. And maybe that, yeah, yeah, and, 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 maybe that is. Know, yeah, I got a big like argument online a few years, maybe last year, a year ago, two years ago, or whatever, with a guy, another guy in a Grateful Dead cover band too. <laughs> and, 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 and he and I and I posted this thing about I just shared like a meme and it was just like. It resonated with me because I, when I was a manager of the mortgage company, I had somebody just looking at the clock and just like, yeah. oh, 15 more minutes. And I'm just like, well, why don't you just punch out now? Yeah, why are you waiting 15 more minutes? Just leave. Because <laughs> I'm looking at the clock and thinking, I got 15 minutes to call the title company, to call the yeah. assessor's office, yeah. to call the yeah. insurance agent, to mm -hmm. call the real estate. You know, I could call the real estate agent after hours. Yeah. But the bank yeah. isn't going to answer the phone. Right. The, you know, the yeah. insurance company's not going to answer the phone. Right. I, you know, like, I got to take care of my clients, you right. know. And I'm seeing her like, oh, whatever. She's got no ownership in it. Yeah, and so yeah. You know, the, meme, the, meme said, uh, the meme said, if you want to be able to buy things without looking at the price tag, you have to be able to work without looking at the clock. Yeah. And I thought that was solid. That like no one can argue with that. Yeah, yeah. But this dude wanted to argue about it. Like right. you know, like it was some like capitalist propaganda to get you to work your life away and da da da. And he's a business owner, you know. You're sitting there, buddy. Yeah, yeah. He's a business owner, and I was like, well, if you're a business owner and you you think that way, like what do yeah. you, you know? What are your clients worth to you? You yeah. know, like like 
like, what do you mean? You know, like I want this person to right. serve my clients. Right. Like they're just sitting there staring at the clock. Yeah. And, and so, so yeah, I, I feel like I have a pretty good work ethic and I'm, I'm, I'm really lucky that the way that my jobs are set, yeah. the, the things that I do are pretty much on my, on my schedule. You know, right. I wanted to be an art teacher, you know, yeah. and, and it turns out that schedule, the art class, it, 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 it it's, I can do uh, every Monday, you know, for right. what we do. I can do one day a, a week for a, a month or whatever yeah. at the art museum. Um, but, like, giving up, like, every Tuesday and Thursday from this time to that time to go lecture about our history yeah. at Ivy Tech for no money and deal yeah. with administration and, right. and, and whiny people right. and stuff, you know. Students. Red tape yeah. and paperwork. Yeah. I don't want to deal with it. Um, and, and so uh, so I'm very lucky now. I feel like that I'm, I'm working on things that are important that are right. contributing to community for sure. Uh, and it's really on my terms. It's just like, it's just on my terms. It's like, nice like, that Eric gave you the freedom to operate that way though. Yeah. When, whenever I came to work for him, cause like I said, we, we worked together at the assessor's yeah. office before and, yeah. we, and we accomplished great things. Right. We, we accomplished great things that, that, that yeah. only a handful of people would, would ever understand right. or care to understand. Uh, and, and, but they, but they, I think that they made a, I, I, I don't want to go too far, but like, like I feel like sometimes when I see these skyscrapers going up in yeah. West Lafayette, yeah. it's because of those investors know that this place is safe for them yeah. and that we're not going to just screw them over that. We understand their mm-hmm. value and their model. We're going to, we look at those buildings before they come in because they want to know what their tax burden is going to be, wow. you know? And we're like, okay, this is how we do it. And they're yeah. like, wow, cool. That's how our bank does it. You know, wow. like you're valuing us the same way our bank does. Okay, that everything makes sense. You know, all the numbers make sense. Our profit margins wow. are going to be there. We're in the past, in some communities that just oh that hmm, that like Doctor yeah. Evil over there, yeah. a billion dollars. Right. You know, well, whatever. and it also kind of play levels of playing field for people that don't have the resources. You know, to do that sort of stuff. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's something that we can look at as well to kind of understand like our leverage. You know, as property owners, right? You right. Know? Yeah. Well, right. Yeah. 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 And they're and they and and we just try to give people the information so they can. Well, where can they find information if they're gonna if they need to dispute or if uh, they for the assessor's look, yeah. office? Or if you just go to Tippecanoe County Assessor's website, okay. you just Google assessor's website, and you can go in. You can find our GIS tools. Yeah. You can find uh, the forms. Yeah. Like, we, that was another thing. So one of the things I did that was a little controversial was we we, we put the uh, appeal forms online, mm-hmm. and and other assessors were like, "Are you guys yeah. crazy? Yeah, like oh, you, you're broadcasting you, this. You yeah. want to be you're going to be inundated with appeals, you know? And it's like, well, yeah, but when they go on the website, there's a thing that shows them like, well, look up your property value. Yeah, like look at the market. Yeah. So there's a good chance that they're going to look at this map. They're going to see that they're probably assessed less than their house is worth. Yeah. And they're just going to shut up. Yeah. They're going to leave us alone. Yeah. And, uh, and, 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 but if they do file an appeal, there's no data entry. There's yeah. no scanning. There's no shredding. It's an electronic document. Yeah. It's an electronic document process from beginning to end. Yeah. And, and, uh, and, and that's not like that in every county. No. You know, it's, it's, it's something that we, I'm sure it's, it's something we started here. So. We got, when I started there, they had file cabinets and just like, Shit. Rows and rows and rows of file cabinets of property record cards. They had tractor fed uh, <laughs> Manila card printing, printing out these property record cards. And we just, you know, we, we were like, this is crazy. And let's scan all this stuff and never do that again. <laughs> you know, and now there's no file cabinets anywhere. Like, 
We don't I have paper. Love it. We don't have paper, That's you know? So and it saves us yeah. money. It's efficient. I'm sure it does. Absolutely. And everything, yeah. Everything's better about a- absolutely. it. Absolutely. And, and our, appeals, and are, our the, appeals are some of the lowest in the yeah, state. The, the ability to use state. technology to benefit you on this, it makes sense. Yeah. And, and, and it actually, again, allows us to put more back into the community in which we use. Right. And, 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 and the other thing I think that like, what we've done is, like, yeah, we, we're not firing people, but when somebody retires yeah. or something, we don't always have to replace yeah. them. You that's, know, but but we can find other things for them to do. You that's know? interesting. Yeah, you know that's I feel like I I've done that the whole time. Like yeah. like that's been my like in in most business I've been in is like and I learned this from like Robert Kiyosaki. You yeah. know like the rich dad poor yeah. dad books. Like he when he talks about like I, I just remember his thing where he's like who can who amongst you can build a better hamburger than McDonald's? Yeah. And he's like, every single one of you, every single person here right. believes right. they can make a better hamburger than McDonald's. No. But why is it McDonald's that served billions of hamburgers last year and not you? Yeah. You know, and it's because they had a system, mm-hmm. you know, like McDonald's has the, they have a system that's run by right. high school kids. Yeah. And you're making burgers. Yeah. You know, and so it's the better system, not the better burger. And, and sometimes you get the better burger with a better system, honestly, right. you know, right. uh, but, but, uh, I've, I've always, um, in government, like, especially maybe it's my like dislike for government in general, but like, like it's, it's, I've tried to work myself out of a job. Yeah. I've been like, what is this yeah. process? Can I write a computer program that yeah. would do this process? Right. Can I automate this process a little bit? Can I can I replace a paper document with a with an electronic document? Can I, you know, like where where can I like work like where other people might be like, well, my job is stamping these papers all day. <laughs> what are we gonna do if there's no papers to stamp? You know, like we'll find something for you to do. You know, yeah, yeah. There's a lot to do. Yeah, when, yeah. when we yeah. talked to the guy who used to go out and drive around and take pictures of people's properties, and uh, we were like, so when when Eric took office, uh, yeah. whatever it was in two thousand or uh, yeah, was it fifteen? Right, fifteen. Uh, we we me and I was the first person that went in with him, mm. like that on the first day of work. And uh, they and he, I had some part time job or whatever it was that I could walk in with. He was allowed to take in a couple people, and then otherwise everybody else worked for the previous administration. Oh uh, yeah. And so we were doing the office space Bob's thing, you know, like the Bobs on the oh, on yeah. office space. We're like, what exactly do you do here? You know, can you tell me what your job is? And you know, we're got these people across I'm the a desk. Goddamn and, people pleaser. I'm a people pleaser. Yeah, yeah. They can't. The engineers can't talk to the people. The people the yeah, yeah, that one. Uh, like the other guy was like. Uh, yeah, you know, sometimes I just space off and stare at my computer screen. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> yeah right. Yeah, that, that section, like we were doing that. We we're like bringing people in. You know, they're sitting at this desk. What is it? And, and we're sitting say? there and we're asking them, like, so what exactly yeah. is that you do here? You know. Yeah. And this one guy, he was he was talking about like taking pictures of the properties, and he was like. You know, I could tell he was a hard worker. You know, he was like, he was like, yeah, I go out and I, I take the picture and, and, and he's selling himself. And I had know. these cameras yeah. at the camp, but and I was like, well, what, what, what are the problems? Do you have any problems in your job? Is there anything you wish was easier? He's like, well, when I go out and I take the pictures, it's a, it's a geocoding camera, and the geocoding camera isn't the dot isn't always on the structure. So if I, if I take a picture of a barn, the, the geocoder isn't right, and, and, the, and they told me to not wear a watch and throwing it off on the camera and you know and all this stuff. And, and, and he's like, so I have to go back and then I have to move these dots. I go into a, a program where I where I move the dot from the Jeez. location where I took the picture to the to the yeah. to the object and yeah. to, you know to the thing. And, 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 and we drive out there, and he had a, he had a, like a team of people that would go out with him and taking pictures of people's houses, you know. And, uh, and, and, and he's telling us a story and I look over at Eric and Eric looks at the guy and he's like, 
how about we never do that again? <laughs> yeah. What if that process you just described, we never do again? <laughs> you know, and the guy's face is just white as a sheet, like he's about to lose his job. You know? Yeah, right. And and, uh, and he's like, well, what? Well, what am I going to do? You know, and well, and we're like, we're looking at his resume and his, his, his uh, information. Yeah, like, yeah. like, well, it says here you're a level two tax assessor. You know, have you thought about doing any tax assessing? You know, you, you don't. Yeah. I mean, I know you like photography, but like, how yeah. about doing some actual valuation work? How about really like yeah, learning to do the electronic sketches? And how about, yeah. you know, and uh, and so we just found something else for, you know, we, when, we, yeah. when we ordered the annual flyovers, we just, yeah. we had detailed annual flyovers. We don't need to send people around. Yeah. You know, it right. saves the county money and we have great like footage of yeah. everybody's houses and the process that, you know, oh, wow. where the resources are at in the county right. or whatever on these maps. And uh, we don't need to do it anymore. But but yeah, that that uh, that was interesting because we, we just found something else from the do. So so, you know, hey, that's one more person we got to work on our on our yeah. rental property data collection project. Right. You know, like put them collecting, right. take that person and, and instead of having them driving around and pissing yeah. people off, walking through the yard right. with a camera or whatever, why don't we take that person and have them yeah. like visit websites of landlords and centers cool. they rent their properties yeah. for, right. and let's make the their assessments based on you know how much money they're making. Do you, you know? also like, and. We're running on a minute, an hour 50, but I'll ask this real quick. Do you also like, uh, look for it in, um, like furnish finders or like these kind of three month short term contract work with like, uh, nurses, things like that? You know, do what? you see any I, of that? I don't know what those resources you yeah. can send me into those. I oh, look sure. at them. We, we, we don't, we don't, uh, <laughs> I just pissed off a lot of people. Yeah. There. No, it's all right. No, it's all right. Uh, but it is something. Yeah. I had a guy call the other day that was like, I need to talk to somebody about these damn Airbnbs yeah. in my neighborhood. There's three from my neighborhood. And, and you know, I'm like, I'm a property rights dude. Yeah. So, like, I'm listening to this guy, and I'm just thinking, like, you know, I I, yeah. I call him, and I was like, you know, I'm polite and whatever. And I'm like, hey, uh, where, I just want to make sure. Because yeah. somehow I got to my phone, you right. know. if it, I get the weirdest calls at the yeah. county building. Like, I yeah. just uh, my calls are just, I don't know where right. they come from. And they ask me questions that are not pertain right. to our office yeah and so i was just you know really just wanted to make sure he had the right um the resource to yeah. go to the right uh place for his complaint you know yeah yeah i'm like there's no law against using your house as an airbnb you know the only thing i can do is if somebody's files a homestead yeah. and, that, and i see his right. list as airbnb yeah we're probably gonna pull their homestead yeah you know yeah. or a portion maybe yeah. they live in the house and they rent some right. rooms out but if you're renting a room out it's yeah. a value in use yeah and so we'll pull that piece of the homestead right. and but they may benefit from a little yeah. lower assessment if they want the income approach right or it might be higher i don't know you know yeah. whatever the income is in the right. area so i don't know i i was just trying to i usually try to resolve those questions because a lot of times we'll get people and they're just they want to complain to somebody, yeah. you know, and they're complaining to me about stuff. My neighbor drives through my yard and I'm like, well, is there an easement? You know, like call the surveyor's <laughs> office. Like they just call to, you, go to the recorder's <laughs> office and get an easement. You they know, just need to yell at somebody. They want to talk to somebody yeah. in government and they think yeah. the assessor, the assessor is the only one they know. So they call, they yeah. complain to us about all kinds of stuff. And, and, uh, and, and I, you know, I try to help them at least. I, I, I know when I was learning about real estate investing, one of the advices that I got from, uh, one of those mentors there was go to school in the county courthouse. Like mm. know yeah. know how the recorder's office works. Yeah. Know when the the right. sheriff sales are. Mm. Know uh, how the deed process works. Right. Like you pay attention to it. I you know, know and watch yeah. the divorce hearings. That there's yeah. a house going to be for sale. You know, <laughs> or whatever the rest or whatever. Yeah, right? That guy's going to jail for twenty years. He's going to go buy his house. You know, uh, but, I love but, it. but but anyhow, yeah, that that uh, that part of it. Um, you know, yeah, I don't know. Well, uh, man, it, thanks for thanks for doing this. I appreciate you. You're spilling yeah. it because I knew it was a 
it was a conversation worth having. I think you articulated yeah, really well. You, you did a great I job. Pr- I appreciate you're like a pro you host, that. man. No. You're like Joe Rogan, man. It's like it's cool. Uh, you're well, too kind, I, and I appreciate you every, being. Every a good time neighbor. I started to like, you know, because sometimes I get a little off track and yeah. get on a rabbit yeah. hole or something, and maybe like forget where I was going. No, you dude, me, you brought me right back. I like, loved hey, it. Questions. No, I, this is fun. It's always. It, it's just a. I know it's uncomfortable for people. I think you were you were very comfortable, and I appreciate it because the conversation's pure and it it comes through. And I don't know if anybody questions the Fowler House or has a doesn't know about it but i think you articulated your point of view very well on that and i think that you know for people who are kind of wondering where the skyrocket and their assessed values are i mean our market's crazy right now and you guys are still two years behind that yeah so so, we've got we've got to understand that things are not slowing down it's because this is a great town this is a great city and there's a lot of cool things happening the right feds, now the feds raising the interest rates yeah. is is gonna cool things off a little bit mm-hmm. but it's gonna level probably and but we and, have no homes you know, we got yeah. nothing well they had donald trump in office and you yeah. have a real estate mogul as president you don't think your real estate values are gonna go up you know <laughs> <laughs> we throw a spin on the conservatives the guys come in the office mad you know they, they come right. in mad by their property taxes as well donald trump and they're like oh wait oh Whoa, wait a minute well, he's the reason that, okay wait well that's okay then you know all right that fine. that's a whole nother conversation yeah, they might get yeah. mad on the other side or whatever that that, that good drives me crazy, but but yeah, they they uh, yeah we 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 look at the data, we yeah. we try to make it as easy as possible. And no, most cases, people look at it and go, "Man, this could be a lot this worse." Is pretty close, yeah. It was pretty close, yeah. or or like I'm amazed sometimes at the math when it's right. just like, "Man, that 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 formula just gave yeah. us the same value." And when and when you when you can go like three different ways to value a property, yeah. and come back with the same numbers, yeah. like that you you know you're pretty you're close. Pretty accurate. But it's yeah. you never know what's going to happen. War, any, anything can happen. The change of markets fast. Right. Well, thanks for doing what you're doing. I appreciate it. Where, when do you start in Mosey? Uh, we play, so we play this Thursday uh, okay. at uh, Lafayette oh, right. Theater at yeah. 6 o'clock. It's all ages. Yeah. Then we play May 20th at the Mosey. Okay. Uh, and that is where the last band usually cool. uh they, they, they were the last band on, on sixth street okay. in front of the theater and um that that one starts later we probably start at 10 o'clock cool uh but then uh then in june we're gonna play at the art museum they do some friday night live thing yeah. uh and then we're gonna be at monticello spirit fest and then then and then july kind of really starts our yeah festival time i was so, gonna say you have nashville festival right yeah yeah the bean blossom yeah. uh uh Hippie Hill Fest is yeah. is a, my creation. It's one of my visualization projects for there my you go. psychology and creativity <laughs> class. Uh, yeah, this year I was able to pick every act. Every everybody I picked didn't go. The park weeded people out and stuff. Uh, okay. and some people didn't call them back or yeah. whatever. But but every band on there is somebody who I know and had chosen. Cool uh, to make this thing happen. Cool. It's just growing every year. It's bigger. That's and bigger. awesome, man. And it's just like a it's a totally different world yeah. down there. But uh, yeah. yeah. Well, thanks for doing this. Yeah, do you want anybody to reach you? Do you have anything that you want to share? Uh, for art yeah. classes, just yeah. uh, look for Lafayette Atelier. It's yeah. A-T-E-L-I-E-R. And okay. uh, I got that that I can teach drawing or, or where I'm going to be teaching at next month at the Art Museum. You can get a hold of them for the sketching class. It's like, I think it's Wednesday nights. Um, and uh, for Graciously Departed, it's, it's graciouslydeparted.com. And, okay. Uh, if people need um, GIS uh, services, yeah. I can do stuff for like uh, campgrounds and stuff or, oh. or anywhere you might need GIS data analysis. Okay. Uh, I do some of that on the side with my own uh, GIS server. It's yeah. equity, equity GIS uh, on, on Esri Hub. So I can, I can, uh, I've worked on a couple of cool projects with some resorts and stuff. Oh, nice. For mapping and okay. figuring out where it's at. But it's, 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 uh, it's, 
you know, Interesting. another little side business yeah. that I yeah. keep going when I when I have time for it. I do some art appraisal work too, so there's cool. a, quite a few things that you know. Yeah, no you know joke, I'm busy. I, no I never joke. look like I'm doing anything, but I thought I'm, I was I'm busy. Actually, doing a lot. Jeez, yeah. man, holy yeah. cow! Well, thanks, buddy. I appreciate it. Okay. Hey everyone, thank you again for listening to the What Makes Us Greater podcast. We hope that you learned something from our guest today and even feel inspired to do something great in our community. Like always, make sure you hit the subscribe button, give us a review, and tell someone you know about our podcast. And don't forget to make today the best day ever. Cheers.